We're live. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Nature Check, the show where you come for the game, you stay through the tech difficulties, and then you learn some science. <laughs> um, first, we always do introductions because we're still a teeny tiny channel. Um, so, hi, I'm Cheryl, the Dungeon Master for Nature Check. Uh, I'm a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and when I'm not doing research, I'm also a science communicator, and I host the YouTube channel The Roving Naturalist. Um, next, we can do Ryan. Hi, uh, my name is Ryan Gott. I'm an entomologist. I work uh, in a nonprofit public garden. Um, my sort of specialty is in uh, structural, urban, and plant pest, integrated pest management, um, with a side in like plant healthcare, horticulture, soil biology, everything else that goes into taking care of plants. Um, and I play Fletcher, who is a human wizard in our game. Marvelous. Um, <laughs> next, we've got Nancy. Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist, and I lead uh, personalized tours of Ecuador focused on insects. I live in Ecuador, but this time I'm coming from you to you from Washington, D.C. So that's cool, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I play Kay, and she is a human-ish rogue. <laughs> And just a stone's throw away from Nancy, geographically speaking, is Peter. Peter, we should have met up! We should have met up! I... <laughs> yeah, I'm like an hour yeah, and change away. We could have met you together. <laughs> I know, I haven't seen you in like a whole week. It's I know, too long. I know! Oh my god. We're all okay. unreal. Um, well, uh... Uh, despite the fact that I've said this multiple times, Nancy still doesn't seem to know that I am the small farms uh, agriculture agent for University of Maryland in Carroll County, Maryland, um, which is about an hour and 15 minute change away from the northern border of Washington, D.C. Um, I do videos, I teach pesticide education classes, um, and then in my spare time I take pictures of bugs, uh, particularly stink bugs, which are my favorite, and they are the best bugs. Suck it, wasp people and beetle people. Come at me. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize we were going off the track. Yeah. Sorry, this evening. Um, yeah, but you should definitely follow Peter's Instagram for all those bug photos. Um, <clears throat> and unfortunately, our fourth player, Joe, much like his character, Lucanus, is in a strange land far from home and won't be able to join us this evening. Um, <laughs> but some combination of Peter and Ryan will be running his character in case the party needs him. Otherwise, he'll just be the strong, silent type. <clears throat> if you're watching us right now live on Twitch or Periscope, first of all, thanks for being here. We really hope you'll enjoy what you're going to see this evening. Um, and secondly, if you have any questions for the cast, please put them in the chat on Twitch or Periscope, and I'll do my best to catch them. Uh, we also have a brand new mod in chat tonight, so everyone, please say hello to Vron VZ. Hi, Veronica. Thank you <clears throat> for being here. <laughs> I also just want to say it's that. <laughs> I also just want to say that these people are amazingly good friends, and we had so much fun playing at our first live event two weeks ago in St. Louis. Um, if you didn't have the opportunity to catch us live there, sorry, we weren't able to stream that night. Um, but you are able to catch up with the story of story via the podcast or the YouTube video. So definitely check it out because the two guest players we had that night were amazing, and the story was super fun. All good stuff. 
Um, and that, of course, leads me into our last bit of housekeeping, the socials. You can find Nature Check on Twitter at at CheckNature, so follow us there for updates and the game schedule. And please subscribe to Nature Check both here on Twitch and on YouTube. Hey, we're up to 30 followers on Twitch. Thanks for that, guys. Whoa. I really appreciate when that. When did that jump up? I know, right? Um, well, we really appreciate that, and our Twitter followers had a big increase after Socks. so thank you everyone for being here and following us. That really um, makes a difference. It keeps our morale up, and it also helps other people find our tiny little channel, so thank you. Um, also remember that every game session will be uploaded to our YouTube channel, and you'll also be able to find our after-show recaps there, our nature chats when we do them as extras, um, so definitely go check that out. You can also access the game sessions and the nature chats everywhere you find podcasts, so give us a listen and share with your friends and your enemies. Um, and you can find the social media details for all of tonight's players down in the reference section. <clears throat> Additionally... Uh, we'd like to note that we will be taking a break from the Nature Check game for the month of December because trying to coordinate five people's schedules during a holiday month is not <clears throat> worth it. So <laughs> after tonight, uh, you'll need to wait until Saturday, January 11th for the next regular episode of Nature Check. But in the meantime, keep an eye on our Twitch and YouTube channels where we may have some other fun things and extras starting up. So keep an eye on all of that. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to plug this evening? Nope. 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 Okay. Then let's get started. Civilizations grew, flourished, and fell on the continents of Lacidus for hundreds of years. But in the year 885, everything changed. Where once the gods of the Pantheon held sway over various continents and made their presence known in frequent and tangible ways to mortals, now a dread silence and emptiness reigned. Civilizations fell into internal turmoil and tensions mounted between empires. The faiths of nations were shaken, and new versions of old religions began to sprout. Spells once commonplace and relied upon, those that required the gods' particular attentions, no longer functioned. Access to and contact with all other planes disappeared or seemed blocked. The continent of Arda, still colloquially known as the God's Garden, was once the sacred and protected realm of Obed-Hai and Alana. At the moment of the loss, the strong protective spells surrounding the continent fell, and the shores and interior became accessible to any who wished entry on whatever business. In 952, a ship from the Tenibrian Navy took shelter in the large river mouth at the southeastern corner of Arda, and the sailors erected a small fort for protection. Over the years, the fort grew into a town, and the town grew into a small city. While Tenibria officially holds no claim over Arda, no outside nation has yet claimed dominion over the continent, New Seychester is, for all intents and purposes, a Tenibrian colony. How are you feeling? It's been an eventful few days. Not so very long ago, you had your first encounter with an Arda native, Bedwir, an Ibixian warrior who stood beside you to battle some monstrous mosquitoes that ultimately killed a local New Seychester farmer. Realizing you could mutually benefit from this new acquaintance, Bedwir brought you back to his tribe, where you shared your knowledge of orcs with the chieftain and wise woman. That wise woman, Ishvil, took a strong interest in you, eventually revealing that she thinks you might have something to do with a poem of prophecy handed down through their people. 
Ishbil then sent you far east across the grasslands with two other young Ibixians, Calder and Tempest, who are responsible for protecting a grove of chestnut trees at the edge of the large eastern forest. With Fletcher's excellent knowledge of agricultural pests on the continent of Perim and related integrated pest management techniques, you were able to help Calder and Tempest understand the problem with their trees, if not actually solve it. They shared this information with the leaders of their tribe who, distrusting of outsiders, decided they will deal with the problem on their own. Calder and Tempest then escorted you back across the grasslands to the west, back to the camp of the Hunaniar tribe of Ibixians. Now it is late evening on Hextum, the third day of Bloom Run in the year 972. Calder and Tempest have just departed after giving Ishbil, the wise woman, a full report of the assistance you rendered them both in understanding the illness in their trees and in fighting a blood silk spider that attacked you in the forest. You now stand, just the four of you, in front of Ishbil. <laughs> Cedric is like waving, waving. He's like leaning out of the tent and like waving goodbye. At... <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, she was totally filled in on how this went. Because mm-hmm. it was that was like because it was like our mission for them, but also for her. Yes. Um, so it's, uh, so um, I, I hopefully uh, all of that sounds satisfactory to you. Uh, I know. You know, it may not be the problem is completely solved, but, you know, the first step of, of managing a pest is understanding what you're dealing with. And so I think we got them really on, on the, the right path, and, and we're definitely not done trying, you know, if anything comes up that will help, we will we'll be letting them know. Um, so, again, this older Ibixian with white fur and her body covered in these uh, elaborate necklaces and bracelets with all sorts of odd bangles on them looks at all of you sort of slowly and says, You have surprised and impressed me. Your tenacity in solving problems and helping our young, young folk was most admirable, especially because you are outsiders. And I know, even though I trust you, it is hard for the rest of our people to trust you, but... Oh, we got some looks, that's for sure. I am sure. You are an interesting-looking bunch. (laughs) Thank you. What? My my mom always said the same thing. (laughs) But I think you have also inspired trust in at least a few. Calder especially seemed to appreciate your help, and the opportunity to talk to someone else. It was it was really interesting. They're they're a uh, very uh, very nice people. Um, really appreciated the opportunity to get to spend some time with them and get to know them. I felt like we really formed a bond. That is most encouraging to hear. And so, how have you liked your time among the Abixian people thus far? I loved it. You guys are great. Like, this whole land out here, because I've only seen the city, right? It's so beautiful, and, like, everyone's afraid of what's out here in the city, but it's, like, not really that scary. I mean, despite, the, like, the giant spider. The giant spider was a little bit scary, but What about just... the giant blood-sucking bat things? Yeah, those those are fine and scary too. I don't know, but like for the most part, it was just beautiful, and there were like really nice people, and that is what I'm choosing to remember, Cedric. Okay, I mean, 
it is important to not forget about the other things. I mean, you maybe don't want to focus on those, but I mean. Well, I had a much more positive experience than a negative one, personally. Whether it's good or bad, there's there's been so much to learn, and it's been it's been truly amazing to to be able to be with your people. And she sort of sagely nods her head for a moment and uh, turns to you, Cedric, um, and sort of picks up something, uh, a little bundle um, <clears throat> from a, a, a stand next to her and says, My friend, you are not wrong in saying that there are many dangerous things in this world. And so I give you this to help you along the way. Um, and she's handing you... Um, you've probably heard of or seen this before, um, but it's a tangle patch. I feel like other people so are writing this down. <laughs> it's kind of like a it's kind of like a tangle foot bag. I can give you stats on it later if you need. But you handed uh, it to you. Cedric. Thank you right? so much. We are very honored yeah. by this by this gift. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> it's we were glad to be just to be of service, um, and for the opportunity to serve. But um, we will. We will take this and we'll use it in the wisest way that we can. Um, and we will think of you when we do. Thank you. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't encounter danger too soon and need to think of me in this way. Um, and then she turns to Kay and she's got her hand sort of cupped around something. And she says, and it warms my heart to hear that you think so highly of our people and the place where we live. That is encouraging from an outsider when we are in this time of unsure relationships, but you all have rendered aid to our people more than once now between your information and your combat prowess, and so you are friends of the Abixians, and she holds out her hands and you see four, um, they look like bracelets or armbands carved from presumably a Bixian horn, um, and each of them has a sort of like Celtic knot, um, but with some sort of like goat head um, shapes on like the ends of the knot um, inscribed on each of these wristbands, and there's four of them, one for each of you. These are so beautiful! I, I don't know, I pick one. <laughs> I, guess. Wow. I love it! She puts it on. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. While you are wearing these, they will mark you as friends in Ibixian land, and none of our people shall try to harm you, and instead will recognize you as friends and allies. Oh, that's so amazing. Guys, they like us! <laughs> <laughs> this is, as, as a group of outsiders, this is uh, a huge honor. Thank you so much. I think that we will be seeing more of one another, as I told you. Um, I hope we see more of one another. Man, y'all are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, uh, sleep here for the evening before you go wherever your journeys take you next. Um, so basically she's indicating that you can sleep in the same areas where you slept the last time you were in this camp. Um, and this is a camp that has the, like, Men's sleeping quarters and women's sleeping quarters for like young unattached people, right? Basically, okay. And, and the cooked rat for Cedric. Yes. 
so yeah, we definitely have to stay here at least for dinner and breakfast. Um, but we need to, uh, I guess we need to discuss where we're heading next. Um, perhaps we could do that over a dinner of rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe a dinner of not, not rat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ben Weird knows how to cook some other things. We should go find him. <laughs> he's, a uh, um, uh, he's out remember, in the country. Yeah, he's, he's out and scouting. about, um, with his, well, not scouting, but out with his cousin, um, oh. sort of raising the alarm or, or calling all of the clan chiefs together for a meeting mm-hmm. to talk about the orcs that, um, He's uh, not back yet? It's been, like, time. five days. It's, no, it's been, like, three days. Or, I guess it hasn't <laughs> been five days, but, um... There's yeah. so many clans out there, there they have to this visit. This is a broad grasslands. There are a lot of Ibixian clans, and they live far across this area, so, yeah. All right, well... <laughs> maybe somebody else's rat is as good as Bedwars. We'll see. <laughs> what? I guess we gotta sample the different recipes. <laughs> Um, so, um, I guess, are we, did we, have we, we've left. Yeah, we make it, we'll make our exit. Um, say our thank yous and goodbyes. Um, and then, what, what time of day is it? Is it like, when did we get here? It's pretty late in the evening. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's most of a two-day trip between, um, where Calder and Tempest live and, and where this camp happens to be at the Mm. moment. Uh, so... Looking at these bracelets that Nancy has, um, are they all... That who has? Uh, sorry, that Kay has. <laughs> yes. That Kay has. Um, are they all pretty similar? Uh, yeah, they're four identical bracelets. Um, so it looks like this is a sort of a thing that they use to mark, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you could presume it might be a way to mark their scouts, um, but basically, yeah, it's got this sort of, um, like, symbol... Uh, a Celtic knot with some goat heads and curved horns sort of making up components of the knot. Okay. Uh, so they're all, like, they're all pretty much the same color. You said they're horn, right? So I assume they're kind of like a dark yeah. brown, black. Uh, no, this gray. is like a creamy, a creamy white-ish okay. color. Yeah. Um, uh, Cedric is going to take the the lightest colored of the four um, okay. and put it on his wrist and then, like, button his shirt over it. <laughs> Wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I suppose uh, we should, I mean, I suppose we should, like, talk about what we want to do next. I mean, uh... Kay, like, has hers on her arm and is, like, looking at all the detail and, like, very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, Fletcher is definitely wearing his and not hiding it. Yeah. Weirdly, like Cedric. <laughs> I mean, if you want to ask Cedric about it, I'll I'll be glad to explain <laughs> why he's hiding. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know if I would have even noticed that I you did that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, like, we were walking. We're walking to where we're gonna go eat. Like, yeah. Did you do it very obviously? I mean, no, not intentionally. Like, not like I'm trying mm-hmm. to show it off, but I mean, not like I'm hiding it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure you would. I mean, I'm sure you would notice. I mean, he's like unbuttoning and then rebuttoning his his cuff. Um, but uh, Kay notices, but decides that she does not want to fight today. And she's just like, let it go. <laughs> not today. We had a good day. We're not gonna ruin it. <laughs> uh, so we should discuss. 
where we want to go next. We have obligations to go and look at these birds. We have, yeah. uh, we, but, I mean, I think we originally planned to head out in this wilderness to investigate the, uh, the problem with the poison fish. Um, or... How many days has it been? Didn't I tell that guy that we were going to give this net back, like, a week ago? <laughs> Long time yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, things happen. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll understand. I hope so. <laughs> oh, awkward. Hmm. Well, like, the fish and the parrots are kind of the same direction, which was west-ish. Do we know where we are in relation to the town now-ish? Um, I mean, more or less. I mean, we traveled pretty much directly here in a kind of a straight line. I mean, that's the nice thing about traveling through the grasslands, right? You don't have to really, like go around stuff. So I think if we head back that way, about a day, that's pretty much the way Bedwear brought us, right? And then um, then I mean, we'll, then we'll be at the farmland and then basically due west from that is the river? I imagine they would know this river as well and could give us directions. Oh, that sounds like a much better idea. To head, to head straight there across the grassland. I mean, I'm telling you, I have a very good sense of direction. So. You lived underground. How I, could you see anything? Well, that's the that's the thing. When you live underground, you can't see where things are, so you have to have a good sense of where you are at all times. Have you ever been lost in a cave? No, don't they usually, like, stop at a certain point and you just turn around? <laughs> no, a, a, a dwarven mine can be a warren of tunnels going all winter, matter of which way. You never know which way a, a seam of precious metals is going to go, so the, the tunnels jag off into the sides and go up and down and to the sides and split and come back together. It's, uh, it but requires... you built then, so didn't you make maps? I mean, you know, you can't read a map in the dark very well, so, you know, you have to have a sense of where things are. You can't walk in the dark either, so did you bring a candle to light the path? Could you not read your map? Oh, actually, uh, you, you must not know many dwarves. I can actually, I can walk fine in the dark. <laughs> but you can't navigate, like, nebulous social circumstances? That's weird. <laughs> I, what are you talking about? I've, I... Everybody likes you live me. In a house? You literally ask them if they live in a house. Well, yeah, that seems like a reasonable question. Maybe they don't. Do you live in a house, Cedric? You know perfectly well that I live in a cave. I suppose that's a fair point. Yeah, that's C. So right. really, well, really, anyway, apparently really, you never which, that. Which, so between the two of us, which is the one that, that has the most trouble that. navigating social situations? Is it me? Because it seems like you're the one to be putting your foot in your mouth right now. Okay. <laughs> we what had a, pretty, we had a nice day. <laughs> Let's not end it fighting. Because I'm sure you two will just fight in the morning. <laughs> Let's figure out what we want to do in the morn. All right. Well, we have parrots and fish. Maybe the Apexians can build us, help us make a map to where both parrots and fish are. Maybe they might even know something about, like, the river problem. Do you, like, 
are connected with nature and stuff. And potentially the birds as well. Yeah. They know the wildlife that's around here. Even if it's not in the, the grasslands, they, they, they live here and they probably know a lot. Yeah, I mean, more than I do. I'm, like, stuck in the city. We should also consider, I mean, at least down the road, I mean, maybe not the next thing, but down the road, we should probably consider reporting back to someone uh, in a position of power about this orc invasion. Um, That's also probably a good idea. Yeah, we definitely don't want New Seychester to be surprised or undefended. Wow, you care about my town that much to, like, wanted to not get plowed over by orcs? That's impressive. No, no one deserves to be plowed over by orcs. Wow, that's so sweet, Cedric. Even a wretched hive of scum and villainy like New Seychester. Well, not all of us are scum. I might at least have upgraded to algae, okay? Oh, you're lovely, Kay. And you, you know I, I love you. Uh, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> Oh my and I'm goodness. sure you're one of the good dwarves. I'd like to think so. Oh, this is happening. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's just figure out where we're going to go. I'm so tired and I just want to go to bed. Well, if we're worried about the orcs, perhaps instead of cutting across the grasslands, we go straight back. Yeah, that'd town. be a good idea. To inform and regather ourselves, and and then head head out towards the river and the forest where these birds are. Um, uh, that way, we nothing will. If anything's going to happen in the meantime, we'll at least have already warned them. Yeah, we're gonna have to pick who to tell, I guess, because like, I'm not sure if you noticed. But some people are racist and definitely don't like the outsiders. So we might want to, if we're like, these people said that the orcs are coming. I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know. We should just be conscious, I guess. Sounds like it would be a job for you. Yeah, you, I guess it does, doesn't it? You would know who to talk to, and they probably will at least know you or your family. And so if you say there's trouble coming... That might go over a little bit better because Cedric and I and Lucanus are all outsiders as well. Yeah. Well, you saw what they did to my brother, so I don't, I mean. So even better for Cedric and Lucanus to not be the ones to say anything. <laughs> one's tall, one's short. All right. Yeah. Let's... I mean, perhaps your brother is a good point of contact now that he's. I mean, I mean, we... Not dead. Yeah. I mean, he's he's connected with a, a family of, you know, political influence. Uh, that is true. They would probably know someone who would be good to talk to. That's a good idea. Perhaps we... I mean, what if we just make it... Request that they are the ones who put up the word... Presumably they would oh, be listened to rather than just simply you, Kay. What if it's a prominent yeah, family of money kids, so no one who wants knows to listen to me. that there's a problem coming and it's going to be bad for the town? I, I imagine if we tell them and say they they need to take care of this, they might go over, might move a little further, a little faster. 
in town. No, I totally agree, and they could have heard it through, like, the trade winds or something big and important. Yeah. I'm just some, like, street kid, trust me. They're not going to listen to me. I mean, they do They do certainly uh, owe us at least an audience. We... If we're digging them out of family debt, I think the least they can do is go talk to somebody about this. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, do we want to head straight back to town? Or are we... Okay. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. And then we can, you know, rest up and adventure back out. What do you say, Lucanus? He agrees. <laughs> How can you think we made this decision without him? <laughs> so I guess we eat whatever is provided. Mm-hmm. Hopefully more than rat. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they have a variety of things available. Yeah. <laughs> they, have a they have a variety of rat steam. <laughs> well, it's not a... <laughs> The rat thing. Um, so that is an option, um, but these people are nomadic hunters and gatherers, so there's a variety of proteins um, and a, a, a variety of sort of um, preserved, especially dried um, vegetable things. Um, so you learned a little bit um, when you were briefly at Calder and Tempest's camp that their clan is a little bit more sedentary than many of the other Abixian clans, and so rather than traveling across the grasslands, they sort of cultivate some um, wild crops, as it were, along the edge of the forest. So it's not that they're farming, um, they're just sort of facilitating nature's processes and then gathering the rewards. So um, that's, you know, why the chestnuts were so important and things like that. So, um, and then they trade those products with the other clans. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a good variety. It is still spring, um, but there is a good variety of stuff available for food, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming we're allowed to eat together even if we can't sleep in the same spice. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And it's not—it's not that the spaces are especially separate. It's just that there was like a young, a young men's and a young women's like sleeping quarters, sort of like adjacent to one another. Um, but yeah, you're totally allowed to eat wherever you want. Uh, well, Fletcher says good night and heads to bed when when we're yeah. done eating. It's been a day, several days in a row of walking and adventuring. Um, it's a lot more than he's ever done uh, in school. With this being his like first real field work so so is it is it reasonable to assume that over the past couple of days that we've been traveling cedric has convinced you to clean use magic to clean his shirt again <laughs> after seeing what happened immediately after cleaning it the last time but you you don't you're not casting any magics i think it's highly unlikely <laughs> that he's going to clean your shirt and no, actually, my magic, I, I, I like, killed the spider last time. <laughs> well, yeah, but then after we killed the spider, you, like, we, we were just traveling, you could have prepared all kinds of magics, and... I hadn't rested yet. <laughs> Fine. Alright, Cedric's gonna go wander around and see if he can find somebody that's, like, doing laundry that could help him clean his shirt. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, at this point, it's pretty late at night. Like, it's, you know, entirely dark. There are still torches burning around the camp, but it's, like, 
mostly just the sentries that are on duty and then like the young people who are still doing the like you know perpetual sleepover chit chat in the in the sleeping area um there isn't really anybody out and about doing chores hmm. all right is um Kay goes to bed she's not helping with this <laughs> <clears throat> do the abixians have any kind of metallurgy like do they are they do they have a blacksmith in their camp um yeah sure i mean they like they're uh nomadic and warrior type people so yeah they have weapons and the means to make them and repair them yeah but like are is it is it are they ironwork weapons or are they uh... yeah it's nothing especially fancy mm-hmm. uh at least not from what you've seen people bearing or wearing um but yeah they like they have someone who does that yeah okay all right so i'm gonna just i'm gonna Cedric's gonna go to bed as well after kind of wandering around and just kind of looking at stuff and um, kind of poking around and just kind of killing some time. He's gonna go to bed. Alone in the dark. Okay, mm-hmm. not suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Every time he comes across like a campfire with like people sitting around it, he's just gonna kind of like wave really friendly like and just kind of keep on walking. Mm. You get a lot of sort of like half waves back. <laughs> Like, these people at this point have definitely heard of you guys and, you know, seeing you. Um, like, they know you probably don't mean any harm, but they're still not especially ready to, like, engage. Probably not right. great that Cedric's also out doing this alone. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, so you all have a restful night's sleep, um, and you are waking up on the morning of Telosum, the fourth day of Bloom Run. That's it. It's my made-up month. Um, it's still kind of cool, breezy, cloudy, but no precipitation as far as you can tell. Okay, <laughs> like, stumble sleepily out, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> Cedric, like, every day wakes up and yeah. prays, like, hands clasped on his bedside, you know, like, for about half an hour, and then heads out for breakfast um, and goes and um, grabs the most interesting looking vegetable meats um, and uh, did you just say vegetable meats mm-hmm. <laughs> and sits down next to Kay a fantasy impossible burger mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, Cedric's also one of those really chipper morning people so he's like good morning morning Cedric uh, I slept great last night. How about you? I'm still waking up, I think. Mm. Mornings are hard. I find all of the insect life out here is so fabulous. I love listening to them sing me to sleep. Well, I think we agree on something. That is quite nice, isn't it? I guess I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then the birds in the morning, they're so great. It's like your own natural wake-up call. Yeah, I, they could start later, but I definitely like the night ones. <laughs> there are these weird chirpy things out there at night, which I don't know what they are, but they're kind of nice and pleasant. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Don't hear much of that underground, do you? No, no, it's basically uh, the trickle of water. Um, that's about it. <laughs> and the I guess we don't really here. hear much at night. 
in the city other than, you know, like people wandering around and talking up to a certain point and, you know, at night, like people doing dishes loudly and shouting at each other, I guess. So this is kind of nice. It's still loud somehow, despite being in the middle of nothing, but a nice kind of loud. Yeah, it's definitely very different than what I'm used to. Yeah. Agreed, actually. Yeah, I like it out here. I think I could I could see myself spending quite a lot of time outside of the city. I'm not sure I'd go quite that far yet, <laughs> but it has an appeal. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. Well, are you guys ready to head back to the noisy town? Yeah, That's I guess good. so. Yeah. As soon as we're done eating. Um, I figure we probably know the way back to town since we traveled here with bedware. Yeah, you're you're just going um, straight back to town? Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what okay. we decided on, right? Um, was, yeah, so whoever yeah. is sort of leading the group, um, give, give me a survival check. <laughs> Cedric's gonna try and lead even if somebody else is actually leading. Ah. Of course. Cedric knows exactly where he's going. <laughs> Survival is... Uh, that's an 18. Wow, yeah, Ooh. okay. Um, so yes, as he so flippantly remarked, um, and luckily for him it's spring, so the grasses in the grassland are short, because let me tell you, it is not easy to navigate in that in August or September. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's spring and the grasses are short, and you were amazingly paying attention as Bedware led you across <laughs> the grassland <laughs> a week ago. And so you are able to um, pretty effectively navigate your group back to the walls of New Seychester. It takes about a day. Um, yeah. Uh, as you're as you're walking, though, um, could I get perception checks from everyone? Ah. <clears throat> oh. Oh god. Um, Twelve. Twelve. Um, it's gonna be a six from Cedric. Mm. Oh boy! Well, he's so you know, himself and so focused on. You're so focused on where you're going that you're not paying attention to where I'm you are. I'm leading. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I also got a twelve. Okay. Um, yeah. So as you described, um, Cedric is very focused on leading the group um, and where he's should, going. And it, should huh? I roll for Lucanus? No. Oh, okay. The only thing you'll use Lucanus for is for combat if you need okay. him. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Cedric is very much focused on where he's going and making sure that you're going the right way and that the party is getting back where they want to go. Um, Kay and Fletcher, you're doing a little bit more of sort of looking around at your surroundings. Um, and each of you happens to sort of glimpse something um, moving off in the distance, uh, there's a dark, a dark spot, you know, just far enough away that, and through the grasses that you can't really tell exactly what it is, but there's some sort of dark spot kind of off to the side of the direction the group is heading. There, uh, I just saw something in the grass. I don't know what. Yeah, I, I saw, I saw a nebulous thing, and I like, wasn't yeah. sure I saw a thing. But the if grass... you saw a thing... Yeah. And I think I saw a thing. The grass moved a thing. not in the way the wind is 
blowing is basically what I saw. And based on what we have dealt with over the past week, I'm not going to assume that it was just something harmless. Group up! I don't want to do this again. Can we just try and run away? I mean, we well, if we we can keep walking, but but be we can keep walking, but be ready and prepared so we're not caught off guard. Uh, so if everyone draws okay. your draws what you might have to you use if this ends up in a fight, uh, we can at least be not be uh, ambushed if this happens to be something malevolent. Okay. Um, so I like I pull out like I'm like holding I'm holding my staff while okay. we, like instead of on my back I'm holding it now. Okay. I guess I have the crossbow yeah. in my hand. Cedric like kind of loosens his warhammer in, in its uh, holster. Mm-hmm. All right, crossbow. If we can like actually hit the thing this time, that would be great. Hey, you were great against the sturges. I was great against the sturges, but not so great against the giant spider for no reason. <laughs> it wasn't that big. <laughs> Um, do weapons have personalities? Because <laughs> mine would totally snap. They me. can. <laughs> Some people name their weapons. Um, We're not that at that stage in our relationship yet. Okay, fair enough. Um, so are you continuing to head in the direction that Cedric's leading you? Are you moving towards the thing you saw? Are you just sort of keeping it in your line of sight? What are you doing? I, I, think we're I, keep... I, I propose continuing to just move forward. Well, but, but being aware that... Now that we've like caught a glimpse of something, being just more aware of what it might be around us. Yeah. Yeah, Lucanus, you know, you're the tallest, so you could see, probably see the farthest. So you should keep an eye in that direction. You can take up the rear. Yeah. <laughs> He's okay. in the back. <laughs> He's in the back. Okay. Um. Well, in that case, you travel for maybe another like 20 minutes or so, and sort of keeping that um dark spot. Um, more or less, you know, in the corner of your eye as you move, because it is kind of off to the side. Um, but eventually, it gets to the point where, um, could I have perception checks again? Twenty. Wow. Good. I got a six. Ten. <laughs> was that a natural twenty or just a? a no, no, it was eighteen plus two. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, Fletcher, you recognize these things pretty clearly. Um, you may or may not have actually seen them in real life before, but you've read enough books, and these things are everywhere in the books. Um, you see some goblins coming oh. through the grass, and behind them is a larger goblinoid figure that you think is an orc. <laughs> oh no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I need you to roll initiative and log in to roll 20 if you're not. No. Yeah. Can we run away? Why don't oh we God. run away? Yeah, probably. Let's go over this. <laughs> Can't you all just leave us alone for like two seconds? Uh, Ryan, do you uh, want to roll for Lucanus? Or... I was just going to ask if you want to pull up his stuff. <laughs> all right. I've got it, I've got it up. Yeah. Because I, I feel like pull, having pulling his stuff up online as an additional online thing when there's also other online uses going in my house, we'll start stretching my bandwidth like yeah, a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm good, yeah. Okay. Also, I'm on a desktop, so I assume it's a bit less... Yeah, I assume you're on a laptop, so... I'm on, I'm on two screens, and Bryce is streaming stuff downstairs. And so like, usually, like, I notice, I notice I my video name. quality go down when I even like get on Twitter on my phone while we're doing this. So I don't want to... Um, yeah, so in that case, make sure you've rolled initiative and logged in to roll 20, and then... Um, oh, this is so for, bad. Call for initiative in a moment. This is not good. Not good? 
I mean, just the situation. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It is not good. Yeah, so yeah, when I when I recognized and think I knew what that was, I was like, I I think I went, uh, yeah. I that's uh yeah, that's that's not just a shadow anymore, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see three um, goblins and something that looks a lot bigger than a goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so anybody have initiative higher than twenty? No? Okay. Um, oh wait, sorry. Huh, higher than twenty? Uh, not yet, probably. Um, fifteen to twenty. Yes, me. Um, so Cedric 15. has a twenty, and yes. Lucanus has an eighteen. Wow, Ooh. Cedric has a twenty. Whoa. And Lucanus has an eighteen. Kay, what did you get? I have a nineteen. You have a nineteen. Okay. Nineteen. Jeez. Wow. <clears throat> eighteen for you, Lucanus. Uh, and Fletcher, what did you get? Kay's like, I'm sorry. Pew pew. pew. <laughs> I had fourteen. You have fourteen. Okay. Okay. Um, and let me just do ba da ba da do do ba do. I love running multiple monsters. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, um, so you guys see yourselves on the map? Yep. Mm -hmm. Marvelous. Cedric, you're up first. Okay, uh, so uh, Cedric is, well, how far away are we from? Let's, you can measure. You can measure. You are pretty ding-dang far away, though. Um, 30 feet <laughs> to the closest goblin. 30 feet? All right, cool. Yeah. So 30, yeah. Cedric uh, points at the the larger goblinoid creature and cast doom on it. You're casting doom on the orc? Yes. Ooh. The orc is filled with a feeling of horrible dread that causes it to become shaken. Is there a save on that? There is not. As there far is as, like, not. Uh, oh, no, there is. Sorry, it's a will save. Yeah. Will okay, negates. I was going to say. <laughs> will save. Yeah. Will save. There is a will save. Yes. Uh... Or, or it becomes filled with terrible doom. Yes. Where are the saves on this thing? Saves. There we go. Will save. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What am I trying to be? Oh! <laughs> I just rolled a natural 20. That does not sound good. All right, cool. I'm not going to even bother looking um, at my saving with, throw then. With its minus two will, that gives it an 18. <laughs> oh, yeah, that beats my, that beats my self save. Sorry. Uh, um, also, Dalton says hi. Uh, Aw, hi, Dalton. Dalton. Hi, hi, Dalton. Dalton. Hi. I'm Basil. <laughs> Thanks for watching us on Periscope, Dalton. All right, so you, you cast Doom on the orc, and the orc's just like, Ugh. Kind of shrugs it off and ducks its head as what it's walking towards you. So rude. Oh, God. Super rude. Super rude, dude. That's um, not a good way to start this. <laughs> he tried. Um, is that it, Cedric? Are you moving? Are you standing there? I'm going to keep standing where I'm standing, I think. Okay. Um, but Lucanus, who uh, is next. He's not next. Oh, he's not next. Okay. Right. Hey is next. Okay, <laughs> I next. got a 19. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got cool. 20, 19, 18. Alright, cool. I get to look up how raging works. <laughs> in three spots. Mm -hmm. I forget how the... <laughs> I forget how the measuring tool works. Oh, wait, I think I got it. Oh, I yep. did. Oh, go. good. Look at that. Um, alright, so I need to move slightly. Um, 
I guess. I don't want to be in front, though. Well, <laughs> Cedric, go in front. <laughs> Too late. Wait, I am in front. <laughs> well, go more in front, because they're just out of reach to go pew-pew. So I guess I pew-pew one of them. I don't know. And they're, they're like, up, they're, like, uphill from us. It looks like they're, like, up higher. Um, I, that's... You don't want to go by that in the map? It's mostly flat, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I'm going to shoot... There's, there's no like, cliff, like, on the map. <laughs> You're going to okay. shoot what? A crossbow bolt okay. at the green Which, one, green I guess. One. Okay. Green Do goblin. that. Green goblin. Green goblin. Uh, I will. <laughs> um... I forgot how to do this. Uh, so I, I roll a 20 to see if I hit first. Correct. Uh, Dalton says you should be a good sacrifice, uh, Cedric. I am definitely <laughs> a good sacrifice. Um, just yell something about Moradin and just run out in the battlefield <laughs> while we <Yeah>! leave. <laughs> um, I got an 11. You got an 11. That's including your attack stuff for your crossbow? Uh-huh. Okay, that... Oh. Misses. That misses. So crossbow bolt goes flying off into the grass and it falls like just short of the goblin <laughs> and sticks in the ground. <laughs> Kay like Sarah's like <laughs> Plus one intimidate. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> um, Very hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um. So after Kay's crossbow bolt falls short, <laughs> she barely has a moment to breathe or blink because all of a sudden the orc rushes up and is in her face. Oh with, lord! Yeah. Shit. <laughs> um. With a falchion. Uh, with a what? A falchion. It's a, a nasty curved sword. Nasty curved oh, sword. awesome. That yeah. looked very, like, deadly. <laughs> <laughs> and rolls a two. Um... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was See, garbage. Garbage. That was the worst orc. Um, <laughs> the worst orc. So he, like, he runs up with his falchion and he swings and Kay just goes, ah! <laughs> And ducks right out of the way. Um. <laughs> You've heard of the last unicorn. Now we bring you the worst orc. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. mean. Um. <laughs> yeah, computer is people's less known work. No certain work. <laughs> Alrighty, um, now it's Lucanus's turn. Uh, okay, so without hesitation, <laughs> the sight of, of uh, Goblin of the Orc sends Lucanus into a rage. Uh, yes, and, it does. Uh, he steps forward and swings his greatsword uh, straight at the face of the... Uh, um, I don't know. Um, I can't move Lucanus. But steps five, up next oh, to yeah. K and just swings like a 20, baseball bat with his greatsword at the orc's face. 30. Yeah, he can't quite... F- oh. Wait, wait, wait. 5, really? 10, 15, 20, 25. Ha ha, he can flank it. Look at that. Oh. Just enough movement. Alright, so he's flanking. Is he raging? Yes. He's raging. Swing! And you get a plus two on that attack for flanking. Oh. 
Oh, that's a natural 20. Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah, roll... I need the app to make, like, the air horns. Uh, um, roll once more. That's another no. natural 20! <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the Oh my god, that's <laughs> never going to happen I'm, I'm, again. I'm taking a picture of this. I'm taking a picture of this. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that is the most confirmed of critical hits. I can't believe Lucanus critted while he wasn't even playing. Oh, <laughs> and on his very first orc attack. Like, <laughs> it makes so much sense. Oh and next god. time, Joe's gonna just roll like threes. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I played Fletcher, I couldn't hit anything with multiple magic, you know, spells, but... Maybe you're like, just I, a melee kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, um, well, thanks, Joe, for being here in spirit and smashing <laughs> this orc to bits. Um, <laughs> uh, roll me some damage. Okay, so that, that is... Double right. the things. Yeah, so... Uh, so for a great sword, that's is that two d six? Is that? Oh gosh, I don't have the stats in front of me. Mm. Um. <laughs> All of my handbooks are holding up my microphone, so let me just shift the stack a little for a moment. If, 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 if I'm too close to the screen, it's because I'm trying to read Joe's handwriting, and it's yeah. very. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's very something. Um, great sword, great sword, great sword. <laughs> it says two d six plus. One. Oh God. One. one. S. S. <laughs> one. Looks like one D five, which is not a thing. No, not a thing. Great sword. Um. Yes. Two D six. Okay. Two D six. Um. And on a and it crits on a nineteen or a twenty. Okay. Oh, that must be what it says. Yeah. Oh uh, um, well, no, that's that's under critical. There's something else written there. Two D six plus something under damage. Oh, yeah, so it'll be plus um, one and a half times his raging strength modifier. That's what it says, 1.5. Okay, yeah. so raging, his strength is 19, right? <clears throat> so one and a half times would be, so that'd be plus four, so one and a half times would be three, right? Or wait, no, wait. oh, oh, six. Yeah. Six, one and a half. Yes. Okay, so, and then, so 2d6 plus six normally, and then on a critical, what do, do I What's that? 46 plus... Six? Wait, 46 plus 6, I think. Yes. Okay. I, mean, I, I will check on the plus Four, while you're rolling the damage. 10, 13, 18 plus 6, 24 damage. Um, let me... Sorry, I'm trying to make sure, because, like, the way we do critical hits is, like... Is it just double the dice? It's double everything. So this is the thing that, like, it depends on which version of the rules you're using and also, like, who you're playing with, but it's yeah. actually, it just says double the damage, the regular weapon damage. So it it's, yeah, it's 4d6 plus 12, which okay, is, like, a lot so of damage. I think he might have killed the orc. 30 damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah. That'd be 30 oh. damage. Oh my <laughs> wow. god. That's... <laughs> We're level one. So much. <laughs> meanwhile, oh like, meanwhile I can go be like pew and do like wow. two damage. Um, wow. If I hit, <laughs> I also rolled so, really well for the was, damage. Yeah, yeah, that was astounding. Um, 
Wow, did not expect that to go down so easily. Um, yeah, so Kate, you are standing there, you, you shot your crossbow and it failed, and then the orc lunged up at you and swung and you ducked out of the way just in time, and you sort of straightened back up in time to see Lucanus kind of pound past you and take a swing at the orc from behind, and you just see fire in his eyes as he raises his great sword up over his shoulder and swings and just lops its head clean off. Kay, like, can't even process what's happening. He starts crying. Like, there's yeah. tears everywhere. And there's and, also blood everywhere. I was going to say, there's yeah. arterial spray yeah. everywhere. Oh, no, your shirt's dirty. Your shirt. Yeah. Now, now you're beautiful. And she's, like, beautiful white shaking. I'm, like, crying. There's, like, blood everywhere. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Ooh, way to go, Lucanus. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing that happened. I guess I'll make that orc dead on the screen. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Oh, man. That was... Ooh. Oh, my God. I am... <laughs> yeah. Cedric could die now. I want to play a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, why didn't I play some kind of just fighter? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's wrong with man, me? Man, what because, I've been missing out. Because you experienced players were doing the responsible thing and playing spellcasters so that the newbies didn't have to try to learn how to spells <laughs> oh. oh goodness um speaking of spellcasters it's now fletcher's turn fletcher that just happened <laughs> yeah i was expecting you to attack the orc <laughs> let's see um let's see 25 feet so I'm, i need to i'm gonna have to do some measuring <laughs> those poor goblins they just watch their giant leader just like <laughs> I know. Um, wait, Cheryl, diagonal is five, five, ten, five, ten, or ten, fifteen, it, ten, fifteen. Yeah, it's five, ten, five, ten. So okay. the first diagonal would be five. The second diagonal five, would be fifteen. Fifteen. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Twenty. So that'll be twenty feet. And twenty feet. Okay. I'm gonna stop there and cast. Uh, acid splash at the red goblin that's there. Ooh, is that that's a touch attack? It is a touch attack. Marvelous. Which I always forget what I do for these. Right. I roll. Uh, twenty plus your dexterity. Twenty plus dex. Yep. We'll have figured out how these spells work just in time for you to level up and get new spells. <laughs> and then hopefully never have to use these again <laughs> when I can actually do things. Aww. Um, what's a twenty-one? <clears throat> well, that's a hit. Gracious. I did roll so well to do so little damage. <laughs> so, so, so little damage. Um, okay. And then, so that's going to be an uh, instantaneous hit from a ball of acid that went off the thing. And does one acid damage. One acid damage. But you hit that one acid damage really well. Yeah. I did. Well so marked. This little green bead goes shooting out from Fletcher's hand, and it sort of expands as it flies through the air until it becomes this sort of, like, giant, you know, acid green blob, and it just smacks that goblin in the shoulder. And... <laughs> <laughs> I spooked him. You spooked him. <laughs> All right. Um, and now it's the goblin's turn. You made him angry. <laughs> <laughs> How far can they move? Oh, they can move pretty far. Okay. Well, you made him angry, so he's going to come up and attack you. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, the green one's going to come up and attack. Whoops, Lucanus. 
Just put me out of my misery. And <laughs> and the blue one's going to come up and attack K. Because that's what we got. Okay. But um, why? I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So red will go first. Um, so they've all got sort of goblin-sized morning stars, you can see. So it's a, you know, club with a metal spiked ball on the end. Um, yes, Dalton, they crushed my gork. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I literally fine. just commented on one of Joe's posts and was like, he was complaining about something, and I was like, it's okay. Peter crit and Lucanus one shot and orc boss. <laughs> Hopefully that makes uh, Joe's night in the airport a little better. Um, all right, so the red goblin is going to attack Fletcher with its morning star, and that is a 19. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that hits. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably knock me down. <laughs> it might. Probably. <laughs> 40 points. Oh, and it only does one point of damage right back at you. Woo. Game of attrition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's like 25% of your health? <laughs> yeah, 20 If you deal one point of damage, I can at least last through four attacks. Right. <laughs> This goblin started out with more hit points than you, so... <laughs> oh, you delicate little flower. I mean, that didn't take much. Like, a tomato starts out with more hit points. <laughs> wizards are wizards are not suited to being outside. <laughs> not, not so much. But you know what? You're doing great. Um, You're going to get green... a sunburn and die. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's my thing. Um, the green goblin is going to attack Lucanus with its morning star. That is an eight. I bet that misses. That misses. Yeah, it misses. Lucanus is having a really great day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the oh my god, I have too many computers. Um, the blue goblin is going to attack K with the um, That's a twenty-one. Oof. Yeah, I bet that hits. So, what number do I look for? Your AC. AC at the bottom which of your is first not page. 21. No, it it is a thirteen. In fact, yeah. <laughs> all right, because you're not wearing. It's like a twenty-one in the fact that it is a number and prime. Yes, and also double digit. Twenty-one's not prime. <laughs> it's not prime. I meant to say odd. Math is hard. <laughs> um, so it did max damage on you. Sorry. Uh, that's six hit points. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, cool. Are you still up? <laughs> Barely. It's good that that happened that way though, because that would have been <laughs> Fletcher would have been on the ground. So. <laughs> what? Uh... Yeah. Play is not having a good day. So wait, what kind of attack was that? Uh, with its morning star, but it did it did full damage. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Um. Okay. Well, we're back around to Cedric. Um, well. <laughs> Hanging out in the back there. Yeah, who's just standing there. Who just watched all this happen in the past, like, seconds. Fucking yeah. <laughs> asshole. Uh, Probably only thinking that he's thankful he didn't get more blood on his shirt. Uh, no, he's he's inspired uh, to combat, but uh, after seeing Kay get hit, he runs forward, uh, grabs Kay's shoulder, um, and casts uh, Cure Minor Wounds for one... Um, hey, big spender. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the worst. It's just one hit point. Is the saddest. Oh, cure stupid. Wound. But it's, it's better than spell. not yeah. <laughs> I don't even get to roll anything. It's just, just one. One. Just one. Sometimes Great. not enough. Yeah. It's like you like blue on her boo boo. You're like, <laughs> you want to kiss it, make it feel. Here's better. a band aid. <laughs> I know you're like bleeding out from like your head, but here's a little here's a little blister band-aid. Important question though, does Cedric give out like fun design band-aids or does he just give out like the boring like quote unquote flesh colored band-aids? Yeah, they're, no, they're, 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 they're on all them. white people flesh colored. Like they this yeah. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dwarven skin tones. Dwarven skin tones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are you doing, Cedric? That, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. <clears throat> that's it. Okay. Cool. Move, move, move him. Move him. Oh yes, you moved. You're. I'm assuming you're in between Kay and Fletcher. That seems like uh, a good place. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's Kay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was Cedric. Kay, it's your turn. You just got walloped by this goblin standing next to you. I did. I'm going to try and hit him with, I guess, uh, my sickle? Do that. Uh, all right. Harvest that MF. Come on. It's very, like, Battle Royale. I got a natural 20, but I have a minus one to use it. It's still a natural 20. It's still a natural 20. Yeah, it's still a natural 20. Roll again. Well, wait. Um. Oh, my God. Where did I put my book? It's down here. Is your sickle only a crit on a 20? I don't know. I didn't... I, I, mean, I, don't, know. I don't know. I didn't write anything above it. And it might just be a crit on a 20. I should have I should have used the dagger. I have it. It has the same thing. Yeah, it does less damage, but it crits on a nineteen or twenty. And I wrote yeah. that above the dagger, so I'm you guessing the sickle only crits on a twenty. At twenty, but it's only a nineteen. So you still get to roll damage on the guy. It's just not a crit. Oh. But congratulations on another natural twenty. That's so lame. That's bullshit. <laughs> I didn't say it before, but this is episode ten of Nature Check, and apparently we have pulled out all the stops and brought out the weighted dice. I love it. Let's keep going. <laughs> I got a three. You got a It would have been a six three. if it I had the critical. Been... Just saying. Uh, yep, okay. Uh, so you take a hefty slice carving chunks out of the blue goblin. Does not seem especially happy about that. Um, next is... Would have been the orc. Wait, can I move? Because yeah. I didn't move. Can I attack then move? Uh, yes, you can. I'm going to get the out of there. Okay. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, anywhere I possibly can. Backwards, okay. I guess. Just a reminder, um, if you take a five-foot step, um, nothing happens. If you take more than a five-foot step, that goblin will get an attack of opportunity on you. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and Cedric already went, right? Yes. Would it, but what is an attack of opportunity? Oh, so there's like nowhere I can go, basically. Um, there is one place you can go. If you went here and stood behind okay. Cedric, that would be a five-foot step, and it would be away from the goblin. Um, okay. Yeah. What happens if I take a five-foot step back and fall off that cliff? Um, it's it's not actually a cliff. That's just the map that I found. But oh, damn. It's, it's a <laughs> I just take a step backwards and fall off the cliff. I'm sure it is. Like a reverse Pocahontas. Just... Pretty much, Yeah. <laughs> 
I am one with the grass now. It can have me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can you can take a five foot step if you'd like. You can stay there. Whatever. I'm so bitter about that about that twenty that should have been a crit. <sighs> I'm sorry. Bummer. Gotta boost that strength. Um. All right. So it would have been the orc's turn, but now it's Lucanus's turn. Great. But it's dead. Um, <laughs> there is no more orc. Yeah. Freshly spattered with orc blood, Lucanus spins around uh, and swings for uh, the green goblin that's been creeping up behind him. Okay. Oh, frick. Um, <laughs> that is a... Uh, I don't get a size bonus, right? Um, No. The okay. size bonus is factored into the AC. Okay. Uh, then that is a... Nine versus AC. Nine? Um, no, that does not hit. You swung at the same height as the orc. Just I, was, that's what I was just going to say. He swung and cleaved the head off the orc and continued the momentum around, and it just breezed over the goblin's head. Um, beautiful. Uh, Fletcher? Um, so, so I just uh, got hit. I could sort of reflexively do just a single step backwards um, and throw up my hand and cast shield in front of myself. Um, as a wizard, I think that just kind of becomes a reflex. <laughs> so, I have, so I have this invisible round shield appears in front of me between me and the and, goblin. An invisible shield that appears? Well, it's like, yeah. It's like translucent. <laughs> there's, like, yeah, there's like shimmery Like the air, air is like shimmery. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's Come fair. On. Like, it's like pearlescent. Pearl Ooh, pearlescent. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Very pearlescent. All right. Um, so you've cast shield on yourself and mm -hmm. taken a five-foot step. Marvelous. And then it is the goblin's turn to go again. Um, so, yeah, the red guy is going to take a step forward. Um... And the blue guy is going to take a step forward, and then we'll do the thing again, um, oh. where the red is going to attack Fletcher. And that's a 12? Nope. Nope. Okay. Because my AC is now 16 with my shield. Hey so I'm able to, his morning star just glances right off the, like, mm -hmm. seems to just glance oh. off the air. Nice. Love nice. it. Good move. Waste. Um, and the green one is attacking Lucanus. Uh, that's a 19. That hits. That hits. Okay. Where's my d6? Like a d6. That's a five. Five points of damage to Lucanus. Youchie. Oh. <clears throat> he can take it, though. <laughs> Some of us. Two points. He's still only a level one barbarian. <laughs> that is true. Wait until he's level, like, oh, five, also, and he can know, just be the damage sponge. Also, you know that those temporary hit points go away when he's done raging, right? Yes. Right, so it is technically, well, it is very possible for a barbarian to fall unconscious and be at negative something hit points after they stop raging. Yeah. Mm. Once, once they stop raging, who cares? You know, at least yeah. we're out of combat. We survived. Right. If he drops dead afterwards, perfect. Got to get a new barbarian. <laughs> get a new barbarian. Oh boy. Um, and Cedric, the blue one is gonna attack you because it just took a step forward pursuing whoever was there. Bastard. That's an eighteen. Oh, wow. That... Way to go, goblins. Yeah. That... I'm assuming that hits. Uh, yeah. 
Yes, I did. Uh, and that is a four. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. God. The orc boss, not not a problem. Yeah. Apparently, these little fucking jobbers. Didn't yeah. think that was going to be the problem, but I know. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> D&D! <laughs> yep. And we're back around to Cedric again. Okay. Um, uh, so, hmm. uh, Cedric is going to swing his warhammer at... Uh... <laughs> Dalton is surprised that y'all are level one. <laughs> <laughs> We've been level one for so long. <laughs> so close to level two, y'all. It's We're been so 80 close. years. <laughs> I mean, playing twice a month, this is episode 10. Yeah, it's about time for a level up. We don't do combat every time anyway. Um, yeah, that's true. So, so Cedric is going to step... Oh, wait. Mm. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think mm, if I could get... Nope. Uh, I guess I'm going to just swing at the guy, uh, the red guy. Um, You're going to swing at the red guy? Yes. Screw Not the blue. the blue one that almost killed me? Thanks, friend. Uh, that's a 17 versus guy. AC? Uh, that hits. <clears throat> Roll some damage on the red guy. Four damage. Four damage. Mm -hmm. My warhammer. Cedric spins around... And, Fletcher, you feel the breeze of the warhammer as it comes swinging past your arm, and he just smashes the goblin right on the top of its head, and it kind of, like, Looney Tune-style, like, just accordions down into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so as, as he does that, so he, like, spins around, like, toward, like does that and then like is is basically so as as we're angled i'm kind of 90 degrees to you so he kind of like makes eye contact with fletcher and just <laughs> big blood spattered grin <laughs> uh oh something has changed in the boy <laughs> <laughs> all right nice kill cedric uh okay. I, I i softened him up for you my acid <laughs> basically marinated him that was me that was me delicious <laughs> <laughs> Protect K. <laughs> you hit the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I will use my sickle, even though I can't crit with it. <laughs> it's fine. You have a dagger. Oh, use you your dagger. <laughs> you could crit with the dagger. It does less damage if I hit. But if you. <laughs> still figuring out the tools of her trade. Well, I got a four. I missed. <laughs> yep, you did. You missed. You're you're so busy yelling that you sort of just take like a half-hearted swing, and it dodges. Can um, I move backwards of five steps? You can. I'll I'll sidestep five <laughs> steps. Do it. To the left. To the left. To the left. Um. All right, Lucanus, in spirit. Oh, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for that green goblin again. Okay. Ooh, that <clears throat> is a 24. Wait, you're going for the green? Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, the one I missed sorry. before. I forgot who was talking right now. It's not actually Cedric. It's Lucana. Um, and it's a what? Uh, I think it's a 24. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and then some. Um... <laughs> It's seven plus. It's one and a half times my strength modifier. Wait. Is that how right? How did you get? Oh, because it's two d six, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's one and a half strength modifier. Uh, seven plus six, so thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen points of damage. Yeah, this time Ooh. he sort of <clears throat> readjusts the height of his sword and takes it and just sort of like at a Brazilian steakhouse just skewers <laughs> the goblin straight through on this yeah. sword. And then like afterwards, like lifts him off the ground. Yeah. Like like this is like not just like a straight in, but it's like a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then and then like slings it off the bl- like slings the corpse oh. off the blade onto the ground and it makes this like crunch noise. <laughs> He not should have hit the it. other goblin with the body of the one stuck yeah. on the sword. No. Improvised um, weapon. Yeah. <laughs> that is an improvised weapon. Um, He's not proficient in goblin corpse. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. It sounds like a character flaw. Yeah. And you don't, and oh my god. You don't say anything when you do that. You can be like, Fogo to you. <laughs> Shishka goblin. Like, Shishka goblin, that's it. Like, you gotta say something if you just did that. <laughs> okay, alright, he, tur- he turns around and he, but no, like, like he's just like, like, his his face has gone that, like, ghastly white color with those, like, green splotches that it turns, and, like, you look into his eyes and there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no consciousness in his eyes, like, he can't speak right now. He's so blood frenzied. Uh, Lucanus is just gone. <laughs> well, Fletcher it. says that to himself when he sees you do that. Yes. He's like, oh, goblin. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, I'm gonna say this. This, is, this joke is gonna kill around the, the campfire tonight. <laughs> uh, I know what our first t-shirt is now. Um, <laughs> just a sword with goblins on it. The Shishka goblin. Oh man, or um, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of it right now? The like all of the meat that gets stacked on the spike and it spins and you shave bits off. Mm. Oh, like hero meat. For, yeah. for hero, yeah, but I forget what the for, I forget what the. Oh, what but it could say hero meat, like H E R O. Somebody write this down. <laughs> TM 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 TM. Be like a goblin Don't, rotating you can't on steal it. This. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Shwarma. Thank you, Dalton. Shwarma. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's always there for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Love you, Dalton. Can't see oh, your idea, though. <laughs> Dalton. Fletcher, um, once again, you are following a tough act to follow. What you got I, now? <laughs> I won't be doing anything impressive, I can tell you that much. Um, well, that goblin's gone, so I'm going to step... Forward and out here. Forward and out there. So that I can... Oh, my God. I don't have, like, a... There it is. There's my turn thing. Oh, yeah. Ah, so right. I can turn um, mm-hmm. and try to cast a ray of frost at that goblin. Okay. Um, that'll be you with a minus two because you are shooting into melee. Oh, oh my God. It always falls off the desk. Constantly. Do you want me to say? Do you want me to go with what it just read uh, on the floor? Desk dice are better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we, you said minus two, so it negates my dex. So it was an eighteen. That's a hit. Tink. Ray of frost. That blue goblin. <laughs> Three damage. Three damage. Uh, and Cedric, you watch as the goblin sort of to your, well, yeah, because you turned, so it's kind of to your right, just freezes into a statue. Nice. And is unmoving. And you are out of combat. Killed something! Yay! Nice I... job, team. 
Yay! I want to smash the frozen goblin with my warhammer. Okay. Kay literally just like her knees buckle under her and she just falls to the ground. Oh. As that ha like so Cedric like picks up his warhammer to swing at the frozen goblin with just like this you know blood frenzied look and then Kay collapses and he drops his warhammer and runs to Kay um, and uh, he he's gonna uh, he's gonna heal you for uh, two more. Um, Two more hit points. Uh, so just Thank like places you. his hand on your, uh, is it your? Where'd you get hit with the morning star? I don't know where I got hit. Probably I just like got right hit in the gut. Yeah. 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 Just, like puts his hand on your stomach and just like channels uh, healing energy into your stomach. And there's just like this this glow um, as you know you feel slightly less shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I love the image that, like, Cedric was getting all caught up in the battle frenzy and then was like, oh, shit, I have a job to do. <laughs> yep, that's, that's Cedric. <laughs> um, Thank you, Cedric. Dalton, Dalton says that like... last one was a gobstacle. Gobstacle. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can always rely on Dalton for good puns. Yeah, he's, he's yes. so Or terrible. He's ready for that life. Don't anybody tell him puns. that I said they were good. He's watching. <laughs> Pause the stream. Fletcher says what? Fletcher says, you can call me the gobstopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you, oh. you stop goblins. Yeah, that makes sense. I literally, it froze. Like, mm -hmm. I stopped it, and it fro it's frozen, which stopped it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's Somebody should... Somebody should patent that. That's a that's a great that's a great name. <laughs> mm -hmm. Too bad he only has four hit points, or he could be everlasting. <laughs> Three. <laughs> right. Uh, Three. Um, so Fletcher rummages around in the orc stuff. <laughs> okay, give me a search check. Search. Ooh, intelligence. <laughs> well, that's a good stat for you. Eleven. <laughs> oh, eleven. Bad roll. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so you find his falchion, obviously. Um, <laughs> and he's <laughs> uh, and he's also wearing a set of studded leather armor. <clears throat> nice. And he has. Um, <laughs> He didn't get to use it, um, but you find a potion bottle in, like, a hip pouch. Um, uh, there's a clear, bright red liquid inside. Um, you also find a flint and steel in his hip pouch, um, some caltrops, and um, a bundle of hemp rope, so 50 feet of hemp rope, and a hundred gold pieces. Oh, well, I take uh, the potion. I'm going to see, we, at least I'm going to probably just take it right into a shop and have them figure out what it is, um, since I don't um, have equipment. Well, you have uh, Knowledge Arcana. Um, I would just like to point out, like, didn't we ask Elsa about how much health potions cost? And then we we're like, wow, that's too much money. So, like, basically we declined health insurance because we're all millennials. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're yeah. not wrong. You have a cleric. He's free. So, 
<laughs> yeah, that's something I'll buy when I'm 40. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. if she weren't controlling it on a private market, yeah. then maybe we could afford it. Elsa yeah, the wasn't... government should really be <laughs> influencing the price of this thing. I mean, what are our tax dollars for? You have a clear theory. Um, but also, if you remember, Elsa does not sell healing potions. Oh. Yeah. It was that. It was that other guy. Mm-hmm. It was the other alchemist. Whatever. The point is, we have the option to buy health potions. We're like, nah, we don't need that. It's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally D and D's health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, I'm taking the potion, um, mm-hmm. the flint and steel, like fire starter, and the money. I can't really use the other stuff, so I have, I, I don't I don't really want to even mess with trying to take the like I can't wear the armor and stuff. So okay. So uh... and I turn around and say, "Hey, uh, Cedric or Lucanus, I think there may be some other stuff on here that might be useful for you." Um, and it looks like we're, we all get like twenty five gold out of this, and I throw you all gold pieces. Wow, like a parade guy. <laughs> oh, oh. But thanks. I'm not bitter. I mean, I'm bitter, but not towards you. Thanks, Cedric, for, you know, letting me not die. I appreciate that. Sure, of course. Of course. I'm not going to. Yeah. I've... we got to look out for each other out here. Um... We do. So uh, I feel like Lucanus has silently kind of walked away from the group to kind of process what's happened. Um, uh, and just clearly, very clearly needs some space. Um, I think even Cedric could pick up on the, the fact that that Lucanus just kind of needs... Cedric is reading social cues? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's, you know, very intimidated by Lucanus's gore-spattered greatsword is also plays into mm-hmm. that. Um, so, uh, Cedric's like, well, I, I guess, I mean, I don't mind carrying back this uh, studded leather armor uh, and the, uh, this weird, funky sword. Um, I can carry all of that. And, um, sure, I mean, this rope, you know, rope comes in handy. Right? Uh, so I guess we can keep that. I, I mean, I don't really want this disgusting orc armor, but maybe somebody will buy it. I know Lucanus <laughs> is kind of partial to selling equipment, so I, I'm sure um, sure that, that sounds, seems like a good idea. I, I feel like I'm talking a lot. I'm just a little bit keyed up. Sorry. Um, also, these are these are caltrops. Uh, Kay, um, I don't know if you've encountered these before, but they're basically uh, like a four-sided spike, um, and you sprinkle them on the ground, and then people would step on them, and they would get injured. Uh, it's really handy if you're being chased or pursued. I can't imagine why would, that would happen to us, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they're valuable. <laughs> they could be melted down into uh, some kind of metal or something like that. Uh, I might. I could use those, probably. Even just in the city. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like, think you wouldn't want to use it in the city. I mean, like a child might step on one, injure themselves, or something like that. Got a creep following you home after after you've been at the bar? Throw some caltrops behind you. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna do that. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, does that does that kind of thing really happen though? I mean, like that doesn't sound like a real scenario. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's never happened to me. Don't make fun. That just <laughs> happened on my campus. Oh yeah. Um, so, it's never mm-hmm. happened to Cedric though. So right. he's oblivious to it. Hedrick in his cave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. his cis 
dwarf privilege. <laughs> dwarf privilege. This male dwarf um, privilege. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So you're carrying the armor and the sword and the rope that you found on the orc. Um. Fletcher took the rest of the stuff and distributed the hundred gold between all of you. Y'all doing anything else? Uh. Am I allowed to check okay. the goblins? Uh, yeah, I check, I'm gonna the orc? check a blue goblin. The, the one that, like, uh, um, I... Yeah, you can both roll search checks. All right. All right. Um, 16. Hold on. I think oh, I. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 14. 14? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Math is Wait. hard. No, because I, I didn't go and check. I got a 17. Nice. Oh, no, yeah, no, I have a, an extra modifier to search, so it is 16, yep. Okay, <clears throat> 16 and 17, nice. Um, so between the two of you... I got the 17. I know. Um, between the two of you, you find <clears throat> three sets of goblin-sized leather armor. Duh. Um, also, three goblin-sized morning stars. Duh. Um, three goblin-sized javelins, and um, also there was one regular-sized javelin on the orc. Um, you find two more of those potion bottles with the same, same looking clear bright red liquid inside. Um, another flint and steel, another hemp rope, um, two small vials with a sort of like weird gray, like viscous something in them and another 50 gold. Um... So that was so yeah, we all found we gold. found those, all that stuff because we searched together. Yeah, collectively between all of the goblins and the yeah. orc. Yeah. Um, so if you need me to relist what you found in this encounter, I can. So uh, Kay, I, I'm yeah. just I'm gonna collect all the potions and just kind of keep track of those. Yeah, hopefully... I don't know what this stuff does. It's like magically gobbledygook, and I'm afraid to touch it. So that's that that yeah. I I, I don't really want to touch it right now either because I have no idea what it is. Uh, <laughs> don't so drink will, it. Definitely I'll keep them safe, it. and I'm not going to grab any of this other stuff so I don't accidentally drop one of these things without knowing what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have knowledge, Arcana? Um. I do, but I'm not going to do it right now. Okay. Just because we're like. In the middle, like, doing this. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. So, Cheryl, I got... So, three sets of armor, other than the potions. um, Three sets of armor, hemp rope. What else was it? So, there's three sets of small leather armor, one set of regular-sized studded leather armor, three, three small morning stars, three small javelins, and one regular javelin, one falchion, um, two sets of hemp rope, two flint and steel, one bag of caltrops, and 150 gold. And then the three potion vial, uh, the the three red potions, and the two like sort of gray viscous vials that Fletcher has. Okay, cool. Uh, so. I guess uh, Lucanus is going to carry the all of the extra armor, javelins, and morning stars. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to take some of the rope and like kind of tie it into a big bundle, and, like fashion that into like a, you know, second backpack that kind of sits on top of his backpack. 
<laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, uh, seems like a probably a pretty good idea that we're heading back to town to tell them these things are out here. Out here, yeah. The, this, this, this is a lot closer to town than they've been seen previously by the Abixians. Cedric walks over to the um, yeah. that Lucanus has decapitated, uh, grabs it by the... <laughs> It doesn't have any hair, right? So grabs it by the jaw and like. Oh, lifts they have it up. they have hair. Oh, they do. Yeah, they have black hair. Yeah. Okay, grabs it by the hair, then like lifts it up. It's like, well, I don't think we're gonna have any trouble convincing everybody that we're telling the truth. Um, Yet another D and D party carrying around the head of some random ass monster. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna you're gonna carry that thing, Cedric. That's all on you. You can carry that thing. That's gross. You're sure it's already dirty. <laughs> my, I mean, my shirt's always already dirty too. I guess the laundry list is long. Yeah, you're you're the only one whose shirt isn't dirty now, Fletcher. <laughs> and I'll keep it that way. It's true. <laughs> you gotta the teach me that secret. Not all of a magic air shield, okay? <laughs> yeah, that was actually really impressive. That Repels air shield was so blood cool. Flutter. Thank you. It uh. Keeps me from dying. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's as nice. As it were. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. Clearly, Kay needs one of those too. Yeah, I definitely could use one of those. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, I could definitely be better, but I'm not dead, so. Then we should probably get back to town as quick as we can, so we don't encounter anything more. Agreed. Good idea. Yeah, let's go. All right, so you are continuing your trek back to New Seychester? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marvelous. Um, yeah, so you will make it inside the gates about, you know, again, sort of late evening. Um, and this feels like a perfect place for us to take a halfway break. So yeah. thank you to Dalton, who's been watching us on Periscope. And hey, Eric Dalton. And <laughs> the other people whose names I can't see on the Twitch chat anymore. Sorry, my computer has a problem staying connected to the internet. Anyway, thanks. We're so glad you're here. We hope you're enjoying our 10th episode of Nature Check. We're enjoying it. Um, we're going to take a quick bio break, get some water, have a snack, pet a cat, whatever. Um, we'll be back here in a few minutes, and we'll at, see you soon. At what time? What time? What's that? Yeah. Oh, Nancy doesn't have to walk a dog. Five minutes. I don't, but I do want to eat some food. So Five like minutes, a minute. Seven minutes, something eight, like that. Eight fifty. Seven eight-ish eight. minutes. Yeah, okay. seven eight-ish minutes. All right. Okay. And my mouth is stuck together. That's awesome. <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> mm. Nutella and D and D. Yeah. Well, hi everyone. We're back. Glad to see you all with us. Thank you to the people who just joined. Hello, Chad. Lots of numbers after your name on Periscope. Um, we had an excellent question on Twitch um, from our dear friend Eric Early, who sometimes plays the Reverend Marcus Brown um, when we go back in time. And Eric wants to know, uh, would you rather fight a, tera- a single Tarasque-sized goblin or 100 goblin-sized Tarasques? And Peter had just started thinking about that. I don't I know what Tarasks are. Uh, yeah, I pulled up the Tarasque stats for those who might be curious. Um, so a Tarasque is a colossal magical beast. You can find lots of cool pictures of it online if you Google it. But basically it's like a, a colossal is the size category on like in the D&D world. But it is just enormous. It is a world-ending 
challenge rating 20 monster. Um, it is capable of swallowing smaller creatures whole, so basically if it grabs you with its bite, it can just swallow you whole. Um, actually, the Megalodon that you guys fought also had that ability, um, if it you looks, noticed. It looks kind of um, like Godzilla covered in giant spikes. But also quadrupedal. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, um, its bite attack is a d20 plus 57. Um, this thing is bad news. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I don't know. If you had to fight 100 goblin-sized ones, like Peter pointed out, goblins are not that small. They're only one size category smaller than, like... Yeah, like normal, which means that like goblins, goblins and like halflings and gnomes are all the same size category. So like, if yeah, if it was like chicken sized terrasks, <laughs> I feel like you know then it's it'd be kind of like. Do you not play Zelda. Do you not know how the chickens destroy you in Ocarina of Time? Well, okay, let's be clear. Me or Cedric, either way, very dead. <laughs> it's not really gonna make much difference either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's a zero percent chance of of surviving both. I mean, I think I'd rather just fight the big one so I die like in one shot and don't feel it. Like See, you just get stepped on by a giant yeah. goblin. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, goblins aren't very smart, and, like, I feel like a terrestrial-sized goblin would, like, you could still do something to it. Or maybe you could run away? Like, you could hide from it? Like, if it's that big, mm -hmm. maybe you'd be able to, like, you know, run into a building and it could just kind of wander off. But I feel like with a hundred, like, medium, like, three-foot-tall dinosaur well, creatures like they're gonna find you you know you also have to remember that um the tarasque has a plus 30 to its armor class which is all natural armor it's got a carapace is what it's listed as having um which we're all very familiar with um but a goblin does not have that kind of natural armor so if you scaled up a goblin to tarasque size it would have a minus eight to its AC because it would be so huge. So it would actually be very easy to hit and damage a Tarrasque-sized goblin. Okay, so as far as... Ryan, are you muted? Yes. <laughs> oh, it never ended? Oh, I didn't unmute me. Um... <laughs> you were just being real quiet. He was no, pontificating like... so well. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the goblin, like, it might be really big, but it's not going to get, like... It's not gonna have the stats of the Tarrasque when it's that big. It's still gonna be like kind of a wimpy goblin, and you so you probably could like do a lot of stuff to it pretty easily. Whereas like even smaller Tarrasques are probably still gonna be like pretty bad customers to, have to deal with. Like, <laughs> okay, so and Eric probably knows more about this than I do, but there is also like a whole science to the way that animals scale. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not a linear relationship. Yeah. So, really, if you took a goblin, to get real pedantic about it, if you took a goblin and you made it suddenly Tarrasque sized, like, its bones would, like, shatter under the weight and it would just, like, turn into a big pile of goo. Yeah. Um, you know, well, yes, but this is D&D, so if some maniacal um, wizard wanted to make a Tarrasque sized goblin, they totally sure. could. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, to, we. Like, 
reforge its entire body structure and like change you know like cell like how like the blood vessels worked and how like oxygen exchange worked and like so much would have to be physically completely different about the goblin that would it really still be a goblin I mean, we yeah, we could go over the allometry behind this all yes. night. <laughs> That's what I want to but... do. All right, everybody, settle in for the next hour. <laughs> this is now allometry cast, yeah. where we just discuss um... scaling things. Yes, yes, the science of scaling. That's what allometry is for those of you who aren't mm-hmm. uh, physiology nerds. Um, um, Veronica says you all have a very defeatist attitude about the Tarasque. <laughs> they, they are very... Yeah. Um, and just, Eric says, just killed you. Yeah. Um, Eric says, or the goblin's heart, which normally beats quickly, would cause the colossal goblin to explode. Well, that's a fun image. That's hilarious. They just die of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> Problem solved. I picked the big one from the beginning, by the way. <laughs> oh, and he says, and the Tarasque's hearts, which beat slowly, would just cause the small Tarasques to pass out due to lack of oxygen. Yeah, that's true. That's like if you made a mouse an elephant, an elephant a mouse. That like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. true. Yeah, physiology. <laughs> it's, it's not a fun answer. It's like everything would just die. <laughs> everything is but it's weird. One full function. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be scared, so nothing would die. Yeah. And we'd have to still deal with it. Yeah. We'd be scared, but we'd figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's D and D. We're scared, yeah. but we'll figure it yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> I think the more fun question would be which would win in a fight, like between the two of them. Between the two. Right. Oh, I would definitely put my money on the uh, hundred goblin-sized tarasks because swarms of things are the worst. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Swarms that's are the worst. Anybody that's been in the salt marshes. I think the big thing from the beginning. Huh? Wait, sorry, you were both saying things. What? Go ahead, Nancy. Oh, I just said, again, I picked the big thing from the beginning. (laughs) I was just saying that anybody that's been in the salt marshes of eastern North America agrees that swarms of things are the worst. (laughs) Swarms of things are the worst. And, uh... No, my shoulder hurts because I'm like sitting on a poof because this is the only place I can balance my laptop. And so I'm just like, I'm just like stretch. I'm just doing yoga over here. Don't mind me. She's not even in Ecuador anymore, but her computer is still balanced on something weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my friend's roommate like moved out and took the couch. So now there's like various chairs that are too high for the table. And the poof seemed like better than the floor. And I'm not sure if it actually is better than the floor, but here we are. And now I'm stretching. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Beautiful. The spirit of Ecuador lives on within me, even if I happen to not be in Ecuador. <laughs> I never doubted for a second. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, and at my friend's house, I would like to leave at like when the hour cuts. So absolutely. Because okay. um, I have to get played well, tomorrow morning. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. in that case, well, let's get back to the shoe. Um. Yeah. So you guys uh, dealt with. <laughs> Sorry. The... No, you're fine. <laughs> Um, you guys dealt with the orc and the goblins, and then you continued following the heading that Cedric had determined for you to make it back to New Seychester. So you make it back um, inside the gates. It's it's already dark, so you have to like knock on the gate to have them let you in, and the guards definitely give you like not a short weird glance either, like a long one. Like they're real suspicious and weirded out. Like why were you guys out there, and what's with orc head and. <laughs> They think you're real weird, but they let you in because, like, you're, you know, you look like the sort of people that belong in the city. So, 
in you go. <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> wait, wait, I guess they may not know Kay, but that's fine. I think they would have at least seen her around. I mean, yeah, it's not a huge city. Uh, so it's late at night, huh? Uh, uh, I'm I, going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt at this hour we could really go bother uh, the Greens and get in their house and demand that they take this orc head off of our hands as proof that there are orcs. Yeah, it does seem less than polite. That's a good point. So maybe that's a tomorrow thing. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Do you do you want to head back to the marked bird? Uh, stay there? I'm going home. Okay, okay. bye. Yeah. Bye, Kay. Kay, bye. Yeah, Kay, has a, Kay has a home. Yeah. yeah. Feel better. Do you Thanks. live in a house? I do live in a house. I didn't live in a house for a while, but I do now. And we'll, the, then the three of us, <laughs> three of us head back. Okay, you head back to the marked bird. Um, so the um, the door to like the main tavern area is still unlocked, um, but as you enter, the, there's nobody about. Um, it's pretty late. Um, as you as you come in though, and you make a little bit of you know door noise, um, Leon sort of pokes his head out from the back room and, oh, uh, I wasn't expecting to see you at this hour. Um, uh, <laughs> hello. Uh, and then he sort of looks at all of you, and there's like more blood, and there's a head, and what is that? <laughs> Where is that coming from? That was that was at Nancy's. Nancy. It was. It, someone is like revving their I don't know sports car or something outside on the street. Sorry. Yeah, they find you. What'd they you they come and they find you. Yeah, I don't know. What do you say, Hannah? They always. Yeah. Oh, it might be an ATV. I don't know. I told you I carry the spirit of Ecuador with me. An ATV so in Washington, in DC. There's just nobody owns an ATV in DC. Do your neighbors have an ATV? It's, it's changed a lot in the last few years, don't you? Oh, apparently the kids in the neighborhood run around on the neighborhood ATV. Uh, I swear, I don't know what part of D.C. she lives in, but man, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like U Street. No. All right, so... Uh, uh, yeah, so he's like looking at all of you and the Cid blood and the head that you're holding. Yeah, Cedric, and... Cedric lifts up the head and his other hand, like, victoriously, and he's like, we're back! Uh... <laughs> Hello. Uh, are you all okay? Is 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 Kay all right? Kay's fine, but we need a place to sleep for tonight. Uh, well, your rooms are still here. You paid for a month, but um, uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, oh. is can can I get can I get to you anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, anything, anything you have left in that could be a meal would be would be very appreciated. Uh, yes, I, I can do that. So he sort of rummages in the back room for a minute or two, and he comes out with like basically like cold cuts and cheese and bread, you know, that kind of dealio. <clears throat> um, but he also has an envelope in his hand, um, that he hands to to you, Fletcher, and says, uh, this. Uh, Casper left this for you while you were gone. Uh, Cedric is like holding his hand underneath the head, dripping head now, like the head, like it's to, still like... dripping. I, 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 yeah, I... shouldn't let the blood be out of it. Okay, fine. It's like coagulated, but just in case, you know, to be polite, because he's worried that it's gonna drip on the on the floor, and he's like, actually. 
do you have like a a sack or uh, maybe some ice that I could put this on? Actually, I, I'm sorry. I just realized that it's pretty gross to have it in here where food is being served. Ice. Uh, we don't have. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of ice. It's got food on it. Um, I have a burlap sack. If that would work for that, you. That, yeah, that would be that'd be great. Maybe some like rags to suck it, stick in the bottom to soak up all the. Use your shirt. Use your shirt. It's my only shirt. You're not here. <laughs> Go buy a new shirt. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, he goes and gets you a burlap sack and brings that back out. Right, I, I put the head in the sack. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm not going to ask. I, I'm glad you're all safe. Thank you. Uh, I, how much can we? How much to uh, compensate you for the food and these items the, my the partner food. has required? <laughs> the food is part of your uh, monthly rent, and as far as the sack, it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> it's better than that thing just being out. <laughs> it's true. Fair enough. Leon, do you know is there is there a place near here where I can get laundry done? Uh, most people I know do their own laundry. Uh, did you need something to be washed? <sighs> yeah. I'm he just, just not... sort of looks all over you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not very good at laundry, apparently. So. Anyone who does laundry for just uh, to make a little bit of extra money? Um, I mean, I suppose I. You know, I if you would like me to do it, I can. Um... Sure, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, yeah, oh, I'd be glad to pay you to wash this shirt if that works. Okay. Yes, I can do that. Okay, Cedric takes his shirt off and hands it to Leon. He's bare-chested in the bar. Yeah, bare-chested in the bar. So, uh, yeah, so you guys can see Cedric is very pale. Uh, rather, rather her suit but probably average average hairiness for a for a dwarf um and he's still still wearing the the um abixian bracelet on his wrist um and that's that's it um there's i'm glad i'm out there yeah and you have a head in a sack, yeah, head in a sack <laughs> which is sitting on the floor next to my chair now and i mean there seems to be fan art when we get there <laughs> I would like some fan art of that. I would love some fan art of Cedric shirtless with a head in a sack. Um, Eric says that it's an improvised weapon, the, the head in the sack. <laughs> head in um, the sack. It's true. Uh, yeah, so Leon takes it from you, kind of doing the, the like two-finger pinch. Like, uh, do you not have another one? Uh, no, I've only ever needed the one before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, oh, okay. Um, is there a place in town where I could buy more shirts? Of course, there are tailors. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I could, like, if you could give me a list tomorrow, that might be a good idea. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm uh, would you like to keep this to go shopping, or are you going to go shopping in your email? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I mean. Can you do that tonight? I can. I, can. I was um, <laughs> going to go to bed, but um, I mean, in the morning, maybe. Yes, I could do it in the morning, but it won't be dry. Oh, 
That's fine. <laughs> I could just go shopping in my chainmail. No big deal. Oh, okay. And he just sort of like throws it behind him through the door into the back room. <laughs> Nancy is dying. No, I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about so wearing chainmail. Hey, can you just watch this movie? <laughs> Veronica says underground in the dark. It doesn't matter if your shirt is clean. Yeah. <laughs> Cedric's like a cicada, 17 years underground, and comes out and has no idea what's going on. Just screams at the world. <laughs> Do you live in houses? <laughs> That was the most delightfully appropriate comparison. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. Screams. <laughs> Have you ever heard the good word of Marta? Oh boy. Okay. Um. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Cedric and Cicada is like the underground scene. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. You've given Leon your shirt. He's going to wash it. Um, Fletcher has an envelope that Casper left for you. Anything else? Um, well, I, th- I mean, if we sit down and eat, I'm going to open the envelope to look at it while, while we're down there eating before we go to bed. <clears throat> Marvelous. Would you like me to read the letter aloud to you? Sure. I'm going to share it with... <laughs> a- assuming it's for all of us, I'm going to show them too. So, My dearest friends... Mr. Feist has told me uh, he is under the impression you may have gone out into the wilds of Arda adventuring. Good show. At your earliest convenience upon returning, please send me a missive so that I may meet you at the Marked Bird, as my office at the Royal Academy building is still under construction. Until then, I eagerly await stories of your escapades. Sincerely yours, Casper Reed. Okay. So I, I hand it around for them to read. If Luca- Lucanus might have just gone straight upstairs, but whenever we see him... I mean, we'll just let him know, and I'll and I'll hand Kay the letter in the morning when we see her. So, okie dokie. Uh, yeah, I think Lucanus awake went straight up to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. um yeah, then we eat, and then I think Fletcher goes straight up to bed. Um, it's been a very long day, and we haven't been in. We haven't like been in our like home base beds for a long time, so nothing like sleeping in your own bed. Uh, so as he heads up to bed, uh, Cedric kind of um, walks over to Lucanus's door and uh, kind of leans up against it and kind of does a like a soft knock, uh, and he just says, um, "Hey, uh, I, uh, I I know you're probably not ready to talk about this yet." Um, but you know, if you, uh, if you ever need somebody to talk to, just, you know, let me know. Uh, okay. Uh, I hope you have a good night. Uh, bye. And then, uh, heads over to, uh, his room and goes to bed. You were the most awkward counselor and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Just my, uh, my grandfather was, uh, uh, pastoral counseling uh mm. <laughs> you know, phd in pastoral counseling just really channeling my awkward grandfather coffee 
<laughs> well, all right then. Um, okay, so you all go to sleep for the night, and um, you wake up, and it is the um, Oladamum. The we get a hit point back, right? Yes, you get one hit point back. Yeah. <laughs> so Fletcher's back up to full. I'm at full. <laughs> you got Fletcher. Which is only four, so. <laughs> Oh, so yes, sad. you get one hit point back. Lucanus gets one hit point back as well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so it is Oladamum, uh, that's the equivalent of Friday, uh, the fifth day of Bloom Run in the year 972. Um, it's a little bit warmer than it was yesterday, um, a bit breezier, and the breeze has blown all the clouds away, so it is a nice clear day. Yes, I did actually look up the weather for a real live place so that we have realistic weather every day. Oh, that's so nice. World building. Uh, all right, what would y'all like to do? <laughs> uh, we're um. So, I, I Cedric and I assume Fletcher are talking in the Mark Bird. Uh, yeah, we would. We, we're usually down eating, and mm-hmm. Kay usually usually meet Kay here. It's kind of become our regular thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Cedric and and Fletcher are both morning people, so they're they're up up and at them. Um. Kay is in bed, wondering if it's even worth getting out of bed anymore. So <laughs> slightly traumatized. Only slightly. That's pretty good. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> so here, a teenager who's been attacked by a giant spider, seen somebody die, and helped participate in the murder of several sentient beings. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, it's no fun anymore. Not <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like almost got murderized in one shot by something half her size. She's 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 not feeling so great. Oh. I imagine so like a morning star has spikes on it, right? Which like definitely hit you in the stomach. So I imagine it's like kind of like there's uh where Cedric healed you, there's kind of like new scar tissue already uh on your stomach, which I imagine mm-hmm. is real disconcerting to look at. Um so uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the pile of bloody clothes on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all the things. Which, you got home back, or, yeah, you got back home late enough that, like, no, like your parents didn't see you. You just kind of snuck in, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Fletcher, do you want to send a letter to Casper? Do you want to try and talk with him before we leave again? I, I, we need to meet with the Greens as well. Uh, I feel like we've got a lot of errands to do before we're ready to leave town again. Yeah, uh, the Casper's note didn't sound very pressing. Uh, like he wants to be updated on what we found, which is basically the what he asked us to do to help his uh, guild. Um, so I'd say the most important thing is is going to the Greens and getting the word out about this threat. Uh, I'd probably make a decision once we take care of that, because we also wanted to leave town again. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if Kay will be quite up for that yet. Uh, well, we, we could just leave a message with Leon if Kay comes in. Uh, I assume seems like Lucas well, is also sleeping in. I feel like the two of us could go to the Greens and talk to them. Um, well, Kay was kind of the connection to them. If we just show up, I don't know how well I that might go over. 
Well, I mean, we've met with them several times. I didn't see why they wouldn't meet with us. We were... I mean, we did them a huge favor. I'm sure they would at least meet with us. They would meet with us, but usually things go a little better if Kay's there to do the talking. Mm. If you know what I mean, buddy. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, I have noticed that about the new Seychesterians. They seem to kind of respect yes, their own. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely them, not you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody said it was me. Uh, but, yeah, obviously. Uh, you know, the other option... Fletcher um, kind of, like, laughs under his breath. <laughs> the other option is, um, I mean, the other influential person that we've interacted with is the less desirable sort. I mean, we, you know, we, we're, we're returning not with birds, but perhaps uh, the knowledge of uh, the... Well, that Sawan and Thornborough would only... They'd probably only care about this information if they could make a profit off of it. So it might not be the best people to let know that there's a threat. Hmm. Okay. I feel like they would just capitalize on it. They seemed a, an unseemly source. They're the ones that made this whole situation of why we have to go find these birds in the first place. I hadn't thought about that. I was, I was, guess I was just thinking that they would warn their, you know, criminal underground, you know, so that they didn't get murdered. So you want to protect the criminals and not the town people? No, I, I think all life is sacred. So, you know, there's a certain amount of protecting everybody and getting the news out as, as fast as possible. I was, just well, to, I was thinking expeditiously. Criminals tend to just watch out for their own, and they listen to everything. So if we get the word out sort of above ground with the good townsfolk, they'll hear about it. If you're that worried about the thieves and the murderers and all of them. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. Certainly these types have their ear to the ground, Yes, yeah, so that, that makes a lot of sense. So, and that Salon woman seems to pay very close attention to the Greens anyway, so I imagine she'd find out straight from the source once we tell him. So, um, should we go try and find Kay? We might encounter her on the way to her house. Uh, she'd normally be here by now, so perhaps we can go find out... Uh, if she's feeling up to it. Do you know where she lives? Have we been to her house? We haven't. No. Le Leon! Leon! <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you can see he pokes his head out of the back room where his, his shirt sleeves are rolled up and his arms are wet. <laughs> yes, Hunter? <laughs> uh, can, you, can you give us direction to uh, young Mistress Kay's uh, house? Her house. Uh, <laughs> we were supposed to meet her here this morning, but she hasn't showed up yet. Mm. Well, I mean, she does have a job. Uh, she works for her parents, uh, so there's a good chance she's out on errands or working at their store. Oh. They have a store? Yes, they own the general store. Oh. Uh, <laughs> do they sell shirts at the general store? Uh, I don't know about shirts, but they definitely sell cloth. 
<laughs> well, that seems like it might work out well for both of us. So, um, can you tell us where the general store is? Uh, yes, and he sort of, like, he walks to the door and sort of, like, the door of the bar and opens it and points kind of kitty corner. Um, so there's this larger structure sort of at the edge of the market district where it butts up against the docks. Um, and he says, over there, that's that's the general store. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Thank you very much, Leanne. Of course. Uh... Is there anything else I can do? Nope. I suppose we'll see you later. If Lucanus comes down, tell him that we've gone out to meet with Kay, and we'll be back later. Of course, I can do that. So for the redhead, Cedric is wearing a chainmail vest with nothing underneath it. <laughs> There's lots of chest hair poking out through yep. the links in the chest. There chain. were lots of comments on the chest hair getting tangled <laughs> in the links. I'm yeah, not that's gonna the end only up... one that was thinking about that. Like, no, I'm that's going to end up like hurting. Cringing so much just thinking about like, <laughs> uh <Yeah. laughs> Um. Oh my gosh. Um... Cedric heads out the door and I... I, I press one gold piece in Leon's hand, and I'm like, for for his laundry and, and all of that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, have a good day. I, I, then I walk... Are you then carrying I... a bag of head with you, or did you leave that in your room? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's going to smell so bad. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah, I think he brought it down because he had thought that maybe we would head straight to the Greens' house, um, and then. So now you just have it. Yeah, now I just have it. Great. Yeah. How you don't want your boyfriend to meet your parents shirtless <laughs> with chainmail and with an orchid? <laughs> Did Kate call Cedric her boyfriend? No. <laughs> but I'm just. Just in general. general. In general. Oh, in general. It's, yeah. it's happened to us yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that's there. why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eric Early says that they call it a dwarven wax when you wear the chainmail. <laughs> uh, 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 I hate it so much. Peter is hurt. <laughs> what do you mean the shipping has begun? I think there was already shipping happening. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so the two of you are going to the general store, is that correct? Yep. Marvelous. Um, <clears throat> okay, is there. Okay. Um, so this is one of the larger buildings in the Market District, uh, though made simply of whitewashed wood. Um, there are several parchment windows in the front and on the sides of the store, and above the door, in bold, even hand-painted black letters, it reads, New Sagester General Store. All right, this seems like the right place. Go in. You go in. Uh, upon entry, you feel you must immediately find your place and go stand in it. The room is so full and yet so organized. <laughs> Labeled wooden bins on shelving hold potatoes, onions, and apples held over from the previous year's harvest. Above these are glass jars containing all manner of prior summer's fruits and vegetables preserved, pickled, or jellied. Against one entire wall stand racks full of farming implements, and against the other side wall you see stacks of sacks of seeds, flour, sugar, salt, and other bulk goods. Uh, the counter at the far end of the room appears scrubbed clean uh, with small paper labels advertising meat, cheese, and other items not set out for meat sale. The shelves behind the counter hold bolts of fabric in various colors and textures, as well as things like candles, soap, water skins, small boxes, and the like. Um, behind the counter, 
you see uh, a soft-bodied, shorter woman with brownish auburn hair that she wears um, down her back in a thick braid. Um, she's got deep-set gray eyes, um, and she's got sort of a, a customer service smile on her face. Um, she's wearing simple clothing that's very clean, um, and she's just sort of waiting at the counter and sees you enter and says, uh, Hello, can I help you? Hello. Uh, we're, we're here. Uh, well, I suppose he's here uh, perhaps to buy some fabric, uh, but we're also wondering if Kay is around. You're looking for Kay. Um, uh, may I ask who you are? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, this is a little weird. We've actually been uh, spending a lot of time with her. Uh, when she was just gone for a week, we were with her. Uh, my name is Fletcher, and this is my colleague Cedric. <laughs> Uh, we've been uh, doing uh, a, a lot of things about town with her, um, and we have some important uh, business to take care of with her today uh, with the uh, the Green family. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, well, it's good to put names and faces to the story. Hi. Uh, my name's Elizabeth. I'm Kay's mom. It's so good to meet you. <laughs> Hi, Elizabeth. My name is Cedric. Uh, so, so Kay's back. That's good. I didn't, I didn't check her room this morning. Um, uh, Leon told me that you all had sort of gone off to help a friend of his and then never came back. And I was sort of trusting in his trust in all of you um, and Kay's odd new friends. Um, <laughs> hi, and she's. Staring rather hard at Cedric. <laughs> like, Fletcher seems pretty normal, but... Yeah. She's like... Cedric seems, yeah, like a <laughs> naked dwarf with a head in a bag. <laughs> well, are you just, like, are you just holding the head in a bag, like, at your side? Is it in your backpack? Over your like, shoulder. Like, yeah, like... Just... Like some kind of macabre Santa Claus. No, oh, no. no, I think it's, it's uh, like, dangling from his hand. Like, he doesn't want to put it in his bag, because he doesn't want to get orc blood on the stuff in his bag. So, you know, it's oh it's kind of he's kind of just holding it like a I don't know, like a child holds a stuffed animal. <laughs> just kind of dangling from his hand. Uh, uh so so you're Kay's new friends, huh? Well, we've done a lot of uh, business together. I think we've bus business partners perhaps. Uh Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Um I'm glad you're all back safe. Um and you said you were looking for her. Uh I assume if she's not with you, then she must still be in her room at our home. Uh probably sleeping. Oh. Uh, Since we, you we, all were we... gone for a long time. Yeah, we, we, we uh when she did not uh, arrive this morning at the Mark Bird, we we assumed she was probably sleeping in. Uh, it, we certainly were all very tired. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to make sure she was okay and to kind of talk to her about her plans. Uh, we do that, kind of check up on each other and make sure everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Um, did you say you needed to buy some cloth? Yes, I, um, I, I, I as you may have noticed, um, I need a new shirt. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my old one is mm. quite stained um, mm -hmm. in, in uh, very uh, disgraceful uh, amount. Uh, and so I, I probably I need probably two new shirts. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I don't suppose you sell shirts here. 
Uh, I don't. I'm not an especially accomplished seamstress. Um, did you just want cloth and to make them yourself, or were you looking for ready-made or, or tailored shirts? Well, I don't really know. I've never really um, bought a shirt before. How does one normally do this sort of thing? How did you get your first shirt? How do you have your shirt? I mean, my mom gave it to me. Uh... Obviously. Um... Well, uh, there are two different tailoring shops in town, um, so you could go to one or both of them and either buy a shirt that they have ready-made or commission a shirt or two or however many you might need. Oh. Um, okay, that seems simple enough. Yeah. I just, I got mine when I joined the, you know, the priesthood. It was a gift, mm. and I've only Did ever needed the one. Did you not wear a shirt before that? No, I had a different one, but it was a different color. And mm. mm -hmm. He's from underground. <clears throat> I, she she sort of like leans towards you just ever so slightly and says, I, I, I had gathered that, I guess. Um, <laughs> he's so white. He's, he's like blindingly <laughs> pale. <laughs> Underneath... <laughs> Uh, it's like everything except his hands and his face are just like paper white, snow white. Um, all right, well, th uh, thank you so much. If uh, perhaps if if you see Kay later, tell her we stop by. Uh, should I tell her you're going to the tailors? Yes. Which mm -hmm. which tailor do you recommend? A, a one that caters to dwarves. Um, well, it sort of depends on what you're looking for. Um, uh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Why is this not coming up? Um, there we go. Um, well, yes, yeah, so there's, uh, there's two. Uh, it sort of depends on what you're in the market for. Um, if you're looking just for simple, everyday work clothes, um, the weathered cloak, um, is a nice place to get those. Uh, if you're looking for something a little fancier, uh, I suppose you could go to the Raven's Wing. All right, that's very helpful. Thank you so much. Uh, can you tell me where the Weathered Cloak is located? <laughs> um, yes, so she gives you instructions. It is on, there's basically like sort of two broad thoroughfares in the market district. Um, and so it's along, like, basically all of the shops are somewhere here in this market district, basically. Right. So she gives you instructions to a shop along one of those broad thoroughfares. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You've been so helpful. I really appreciate it. My uh, pleasure. It was very, it's wonderful to meet you. Uh, Kay, Kay is a, is a wonderful, wonderful person. You must be very proud. Uh, yes, I'm proud of all of my children. A testament well, to your parenting. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. And we'll, we'll we'll hope to see you again soon. Good, goodbye. We exit. <laughs> <laughs> Stage you <left>. exit. <laughs> oh boy. Uh... Uh, we we, I, I Cedric is, I uh, just assuming that. We're, Fletcher's just kind of following along. I'm going to head straight to the Weathered Cloak. Yeah, I mean, there's no... Of course you are. The one thing Cheryl didn't plan for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, can't believe you didn't plan for shirt shopping, Cheryl. 
No, that is the one thing. I, I had so many plans, and shirt shopping was not one of them. <laughs> We're good. Go shirt shopping. Yeah, with, with Kay not being there and still sleeping, and, like, I think Fletcher was kind of, like, the vibe was, like, I, I am not going to ask, like, where do you live so we can go find your daughter? So, <laughs> so it's just going to be so kind of, like, move. waiting, smart and hopefully... Move. Hopefully we run into K. So I guess yeah, I guess we're we're going uh going shirt shopping. Going shopping. We're gonna do a fashion montage. <laughs> My favorite. I guess in some of all of this, K like decides to attempt to face life. <laughs> <laughs> She's tried several times and just like gets up, like looks at her stomach, like looks at the bloody clothes and just cries. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How many hit points are you still missing? Uh, I'm not missing many anymore. I'm only missing three. Okay. But it's more like the emotional trauma. Yeah. That cannot be healed. Nope. Because she hasn't been out of the city ever. Yep. Right? So, like, all, like the everything is yeah. catching up with her. You're not, you're not battle-hardened yet. It's been a bit much. This happened, yeah. and it's, like, a lot. Yeah, she's, like, she's 17, too. So yeah. she's, like, lived the city life where she, like, gets cloth for her parents. <laughs> and, like, that one time talked to the scary guy around the docks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a little bit. It's been a rough been a week. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So I think she gets up and looks at the clothes and just throws them out. <laughs> just like puts them in a bag, closes the bag, contemplates lighting it on fire, and just like throws them out somewhere. Like weird, his... A lot of weird lumpy bags with blood coming out of them in this game. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, it's like can't even. <laughs> she like then decides to like rally as much as possible and like put on kind of nice clothes to pretend like the last week didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> Struggles to put on makeup several times. Then it never comes out quite straight or quite right, and figured she'd just cry it off anyway, and just, like, wipes it off, tassels her hair, and trudges out of the house. So relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Hardcore relatable. Aww. All right, where are you going, Kay? She doesn't even know. (laughs) She just kind of, like, hits the street, and looks up. She's like, I don't know if I should go work in this shop. I don't know if I should go to the Mark Bird. I don't know if I should find my brother and cry. Like, I don't know if I should find Addy and cry or just, like, sit on the steps outside her house. I think she's just going to sit on the steps outside her house for a minute and other few minutes. Okay. Um, that's happening. <laughs> Oh boy. Insert the moody teenager. I think that's pretty understandable. She pops in her earbuds and turns on her iPad or iPod. Is there a spell that does that? Please music. Um Alright boys, what are you doing? Heading to the web smoke. Yeah, when we get there I like Cedric's gonna go in. I'm gonna spend the time since I'm not shopping for things, I'm gonna try to do my like a few Arcana checks on the weird potions I picked up. Um, okay, let's do that first. Okay. <clears throat> um. So, what are you Arcana checking first? Um. I'll do the red, the bright red potions first. Mm-hmm. 
18. Mm, yeah, these are very obviously... Um, ooh, let me find the exact thing here. Um, these are potions of cure light wounds. Oh. That health insurance we didn't buy. Yeah. yeah. So that's 1d8 plus 1. Dang. You can cast that. A lot better than... <laughs> yeah, but still. I mean... A lot better than your spell that heals yeah. one. A lot better than cure minor wounds. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Minor That's one. true. Yeah. Maybe it's because you're taking more light wounds than minor wounds. <laughs> the the orc did not get a chance to use his potion of cure light wounds. Oh, that would have been so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he went from full to empty real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so then, uh, the, the weird gray vials I'll mm -hmm. look at next. 17. Um, so, these don't necessarily seem like a, they don't seem like a potion. Mm. Like some, like, they don't seem like something you should drink. Um, but you're not, <laughs> like, they, like, they seem really thick, and you're like, I don't, I don't feel like this is meant to be drunk. Um, I could be wrong, but, mm, um, so yeah, you're not entirely sure what they are, but like the just the packaging and the the viscosity makes you think that they're probably not consumables. Okay. <clears throat> Given the Cedric, he drinks things all the time that aren't consumables. <laughs> like this shouldn't be like eaten. that beer that I'll one have time. Cedric eat it. <laughs> yeah. Or um, Lucanus ate that like random bit of seaweed without you knowing what it was. Yeah, he ate a random bit of seaweed and a sturge egg. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. It's okay. I've got plans for. I think Kay decides to like trudge towards the general store and I just like check in, but also say like I don't really feel like working today. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, first Cedric's gonna go shopping, I guess. Um, okay. So as you go to open the door of this, it's a it's a you know, a modest-sized shop, a green tile roof. It's kind of nice looking. Um, you go to open the door, and the door just bursts open um, from the inside, and you are just run over by four boys, um, human boys. Um, they look very much alike, medium brown skin, freckles, green eyes. Um, they're yelling and sort of roughhousing as they burst through the door, and definitely, like, run you over. Um, give me a... Let's see. Um, give me a reflex save. Oh, uh, it's... I fail. <laughs> you fail? <laughs> <laughs> you are ass over tea kettle on the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> How muddy is the street? It's not very muddy. It hasn't rained recently. Okay, so. all right, all right. Yeah, <clears throat> um, uh, Cedric kind of lies there, kind of stunned. Uh, uh, for a second, and uh, uh, like looks looks around, like looks looks for for Fletcher and to see where the boys went. <laughs> Fletcher, are you still there? Um, yeah, I I he was going in the door, and I kind of stepped aside because I was going to spend the time. I because I was going to be looking at the potions, and um, I was going to spend the time with. Uh, the sturge eggs that I collected mm -hmm. that I was trying going to try to like preserve in order to study and look at them. So I was going to spend time with those things outside, like in in the sunshine, while he dealt with his shirt situation. So I think I like kind of saw him open the door and then just get bowled over into the street. 
by like a you know this fracas of of children. Um, and Fletcher doesn't really do kids, so. <laughs> There's a lot of relatable things happening tonight. <laughs> so he's just kind of like, ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so good. Okay, so uh, yeah, so Cedric kind of looks around. Uh, do, do the kids stop at all, or do they just run off? Oh, they're just they're gone, cavorting down the street. Yeah. Okay, uh, he's gonna pick himself up and kind of. Uh, look, he, he kind of looks over at Fletcher and gives him kind of a, oh, you know, boys will be boys kind of shrug, and then walks into the into the shop. And I shout, see if they have any that's in a blood color. <laughs> um, are you bringing your head in a bag in with you, or did you leave that with Fletcher? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, I poke my head back out of the shop and I say, um, can I leave the head in a bag with you? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right. Here, here it's a head of lettuce, guys. It's a head of lettuce. <laughs> kind of, kind of Fletcher like doesn't do kids, but he's with Cedric. <laughs> Sets it on the ground, like next to Fletcher, like right at his feet, and like goes I back kinda, And then I kind of like I nudge it like a little bit further away, just like with my foot, <laughs> and then start looking at my stuff. It sort of like like flops sideways. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I'm assuming it's, like, tied at the top. Like, it's knotted. Like, the head's not going to roll out. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, then it's, then I start looking at my stuff while you're inside. Okay. Um, Cedric, so you go on into the um, the Weathered Cloak clothing shop, um, and it's, yeah, there's bolts of fabric and some sort of, like, like dressmaker's dummies and stuff, and they do, um, this, is, this is rather expensive, you would know, but um, they do have a full-length mirror. Um, it's not necessarily an especially nice mirror, um, mm-hmm. but they do have one um, for people to look at themselves. <clears throat> and there are some racks with Cedric some... wouldn't even need a full-length mirror. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um... <laughs> Cheryl liked that joke. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> you guys have been laughing so much about my jokes. You guys are making me feel so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, well, you should you should always feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's like there's fabric and there's dressmakers dummies and there's this mirror and there's some racks of like you know robes and shirts and breeches and things like that. Um, and there's a a youngish human woman, maybe like late twenties. Um sort of moving in amongst the um, the fabric and uh, she's got uh, scissors in one hand and it looks like maybe a tape measure in the other. Uh, uh, reddish brown, uh, reddish blonde hair, green eyes, freckles, so you can see where the boys maybe get the freckles from and stuff. Um, she's uh, rather thin um, and has delicate hands. You can see she's doing all of this seamstress work, so it seems she's well suited for her job. Um, and she sort of turns as you come in. All right. So she she like does she stop or does she like seem like she's busy? I mean, she's working, but she sort of like like she heard the door open again and kind of like you know turned to check and see um, okay. if there was someone there. Yeah. So uh, Cedric is kind of the first thing I notice is the the um, 
the full-length mirror, and Cedric's gonna kind of walk over and, like, look at it closely and, like, inspect it for craftsmanship. Um, mm. Just kind of wants to see how it's how it's silvered and um, kind of look at it kind of closely. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, once he's done looking at it, um, he wants to kind of glance around the room and see if there's anything that looks like the shirt that he owns. Like, is there is there anything pre-made on any of the racks? Um, yeah, there's some pre-made stuff. A lot of it is, um, it's very simple and, um, not shapeless, but, like, not especially, it, it's not, like, the, the shirt that you were wearing, I think we had established, was sort of, like, a tailored white, like, button-down shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, these are more, like, um, the sort of rough, um, one-size-fits-most clothes that, like, a farmer might wear, so, um, rougher, simpler fabric, um, not necessarily a whole lot of shape to it, no buttons or ties or anything, just, you know, like, throw on over your head kind of dealio. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. Uh, excuse me, can I... Do can I interrupt whatever you're doing? Oh, hi, of course. Um, yes, did you need something? Uh, uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is my first time. Um, I'm... <laughs> I, uh... I'm a shirt virgin. <laughs> Not the line I was expecting. <laughs> Here's another t-shirt. Shirt I'm... virgin. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to, uh, purchase, uh, two... Uh, shirts, uh, from you, if that's all right. Of course, that's what we sell. Um, did you have a kind of shirt in mind? Um, are there lots of different kinds of shirts? Um, well, it... <laughs> Why are you making me do this, Peter? Having to explain shirts like to, to watch who's squirm. never, like, dealt with shirts before. Um... <laughs> Well, so there's the ready-made ones here on the rack, um, but these are just, uh, well, they're, they're a certain size and a certain fabric. Um, if you wanted a shirt in a different size, if you wanted long or short sleeves, if you wanted something that was more tailored and formal, uh, perhaps with a collar or cuffs or buttons, um, is it uh, just a single shirt? Did you want an overshirt? Were you thinking about a coat or a jacket? I'm... It sort of depends on what you want the shirt for. Ah, okay. I understand. I would like it to be uh, this length, <laughs> mid-calf, um, tailored to my width here. I would like to have seven buttons. Uh, I would like the collar to come up to the base of my beard here. And I would like the the, uh, the cuffs to, to reach mid-hand uh, and then fold back. Uh, and they would like to uh, have them buttoned with two buttons, uh, preferably iron uh, or steel, if you have it <laughs> available. Um, brass would also be acceptable. Um, and then, uh, and I would prefer it to be made out of a, a white or a brown fabric, um, preferably a natural fiber. Uh, and uh, wool well, would be ideal. What would not be a natural fiber? Oh, uh, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing arcane. Or uh, no, anything like no, that? No, no arcane rayon. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Cedric uh, wants a mid calf shirt. Yeah, I was like, uh, that's sorry, a draft, mid thigh, right? mid thigh, 
Mid thigh. I was like, <laughs> yeah. a moo moo? Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> No, mid thigh. Sorry. I oh, little... we also need fan art of Cedric and a moo moo. Uh, <laughs> well, like, a normal off the rack shirt for Cedric is going to be a moo moo, right? That's like, anything true. that fits a human is going to yeah, be. Yeah, anything on those racks would be giant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Eric, I completely agree. I think he is more nervous at the Taylors than he was at the brothel. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true also i said i wasn't prepared for you to go shirt shopping but you were obviously very prepared because you have a huge list of requirements yeah <laughs> uh, it's, uh, luckily cedric knows exactly the shirt he already has and is just mm. describing that intimately okay yeah. um yeah so she sort of holds up one hand quietly and um, okay, that's a lot of specifics. Uh, can I start by taking your measurements, and then we can just write down what you need from there? Yes. So she, so she takes the tape measure, and she does all the measurements, and then she goes to, like, a little a desk that she's got and starts writing down your requirements. Um, so you said brass or iron or steel buttons. Mm -hmm. Steel um, or brass. Or, sorry, steel, <laughs> iron, brass. With that... Uh, okay. Um, uh, I, I, I'll have to ask the blacksmith to make those. We don't do fancy metal buttons very often. Um, but, what do you, uh, what do you typically make your buttons out of around here? Uh, Just... bone, horn, wood, shell. Mm, yeah. No, 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 yeah, it'll have to be, it'll have to I be some sort of... I know what non-plastic buttons are made out of. No, that, that's, that's, that's all good. I actually do know a little bit about buttons. Uh, um, mm. We made buttons out of the antlers from the deer that my dad shot. Um, Tagua from Ecuador was used a lot in the button industry. Oh, oh you told us that before. Yeah, and then it got replaced by plastic. Oh. Um. But it was the substitute for ivory, so, you know, headed in the right direction. Yeah. Maybe we'll go back to Tagua after we get rid of all the plastics. Well, hey, that would be cool. Yeah. We should start a campaign. Um, we did. It's called Nature Check. <laughs> and here we are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Veronica just quoted me and said, not everything is about Ecuador, Nancy. <laughs> Thanks, Veronica. <laughs> oh. Related. We were talking about what buttons are made of. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> man, our chat is on fire tonight. Thanks, guys. Um <laughs> She also says she loves you, Nancy. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so basically um, the young woman says that... Uh, so, yes, um, so I would have to custom order those. Um, so you'd prefer steel buttons? Yes. Okay, and she's doing the math. You said seven down the front and then one each on the collar and two on the cuffs. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so that's a left. Oh, no, that's... Ooh. 13? 13 buttons? Yes. Okay. Yes. Lucky number 13. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, you said white or brown. Um, how many of these did you want? Two. Just the one? Two. Okay. So 26 buttons. Mm -hmm. um, would you like one white and one brown or two brown or two white? I have all of these fabrics. Um, so you could choose um, cotton or linen or wool. I picked two uh, kind of brownish... Rust-colored wool. Marvelous. Okay. 
Um, I will uh, make these. Um, I'll have to <coughs> wait for the buttons, but um, they should be done. Um, oh, goodness, tomorrow's a holiday. Um, hopefully the day after tomorrow. Tomorrow's um, a holiday? What kind of holiday? Oh, it's New Sachester Day. Oh. Yes, I came prepared with holidays. <laughs> uh, new is that like a the founding of New Sachester? Yes. Oh, uh, I didn't. Mm, oh, I, I never celebrated that. How's it? What do you guys do? Is there a meal or like a parade or something? Uh, it's just sort of a day where um everyone the the shops most aren't aren't open and yes there's sort of celebrations in the streets and food and drink and everyone decorates the town and you know it's just sort of a uh a day to celebrate the the brave founders um the 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 naval um sailors uh from Tenibria who first found this place and um set up the fort and she sort of gestures like you're inside but she gestures in the direction of the naval fort oh, um and that's... so yes there's often some sort of uh, military display that's so quaint i love <laughs> it mm. um yes yeah, so uh since tomorrow is the holiday um maybe the day after tomorrow or the day after that oh okay um that sounds Yes, that sounds like a very reasonable amount of time to make a shirt in. Cedric has no idea how long it takes to make a shirt. Nope. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and uh, that will be uh, that will be fifteen silver. All right. Uh. I could, yep, oh, that sounds good. Uh, do, do I pay now or do I pay when I... Uh, please, because I'll need to pay for the buttons from the blacksmith. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Um, he rummages around in his purse and hands over fifteen silver. Thank you. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Cedric. Oh, Cedric, it's lovely to meet you. I'm Summer. Oh, Summer, it's, it's lovely to meet you. It's one of my favorite seasons. <laughs> There's only four to pick from. Right. Definitely uh, my top five. <laughs> uh, um, thank, thank you. Uh, all, all right, Cedric. Well, I'll have this shirt ready for you at most three days from now, hopefully sooner. Um, I'll get my husband to help me. Oh, okay. Uh, should I just come back or uh, just drop by in a couple of days? And... Uh, unless there's some place you'd like to have them delivered. Oh, uh, yes, I'm staying at the Marked Bird. Uh, oh, so I can do that. just have them delivered there? Absolutely. Oh, I'll send them with my boys as soon as they're done. Thank you. Summer, you've been uh, wonderful. The <laughs> Your boys. Uh, are those the boys that... Um, uh, you Four of them? They're about... Yay oh, yes, they left just before you came in. Oh, yes, oh, you must have seen oh, them in the street. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, um, all right, sure, yeah, uh, yeah, if they, yeah, just have it delivered to the marked bird, um, sounds great, thank you so much. Um, I'll be going now, thank you for making this a very enjoyable experience. <laughs> Why was that so hard? <laughs> <laughs> because I am the worst. <laughs> uh, thank you, Cheryl, for it. 
helping somebody his first I, t-shirt experience. I wouldn't play D&D with anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, sorry. Kay, you went to the general store to talk to your mom? Yeah, I guess I, like, like rally myself enough to, like, talk to my mom kind of normally. <laughs> Kay, you're Hi. back. Hi. I am back. Hi. Hi. Uh, I was a little, no, a lot concerned. Um, Leon said you just sort of left and that you were with your new friends and that you would be fine. And I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry. Are I'll you, tell you. You look like you've been crying. What's wrong? Uh, I mean, it was it was a week. Well, there were there were some good times. Mm-hmm. There were some stressful times. Mm-hmm. It was just very overwhelming. We kind of went outside the city walls, but as you see, we're back, so everything is fine. But there's like there's lots of things out there, but not mm-hmm. all of them bad. A lot of them are good. I'm just I'm a little tired, so if I could you know have the day off, maybe that would be great. Mm-hmm. Please. Um. <clears throat> yes, but. Um, you do know that tomorrow's New Sagester Day, so yes. <clears throat> so there are a lot of things that need to be delivered. Um, right. You can take some time, but we will need you to be doing some things. Um, I think I'm going to send your father out to do some runs as well. Um, I'm very glad you're back, and I'm very glad you're safe, and I do want you to be able to take care of yourself, but... We do right. have customers who need things before the holiday. That is true. If I can take some packages now, where do you, where would you like me to go? All right, so she hands you some packages going to the middle class and upper class districts and a whole bunch of random places. Um, so you can head off on those errands. Um, I and... decide to run home and fix my makeup if I'm going to be on work stuff <laughs> and try harder and then go and deliver stuff. Marvelous. I love it. Um, <laughs> and this is, um, so we are at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, which means that it is perfect wrapping up time. Um, thank you so much to everyone who has hung out with us for any of the first 10 episodes, including especially tonight. Y'all in the chat were hilarious, and I'm so, <laughs> so glad great. you were there. Thank you um, for hanging out with us while we skewered goblins and shopped for shirts. Um, <laughs> On a day's work. You know, meeting more NPCs is always a good time. Um, we are taking a break for the month of December because things... <clears throat> we will be back in January on Saturday, January 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern to pick up with episode 11 of Nature Check. Uh, Like I said, in the meantime, keep an eye out on our Twitch channel and our YouTube channel. Um, We might have some extra fun, not core game things going on, so stay tuned. Um, Anybody have anything else? No? No. Well, everybody have a great holiday season. Yeah, Yeah, great holidays. I am so Especially thankful. New Day Chester Day. You should yeah, definitely celebrate it. Yeah. And when and the next those couple things we still have to talk about on our to do list. Um come back when and uh watch us go through those little mini arcs. Because um, mm-hmm. it'll I think they have they have a lot of science discussion built into them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So is, we'll we'll be we'll be doing lots of our little our little breakouts to talk about those things. Absolutely. There is so much science in the near future. There are some really cool NPCs coming up and hey guess what? In the year 2020 we will have even more guest players. So stick around for all of them or maybe become one of them if you yeah. want to. Um don't forget to email me at theroviingnaturalist@gmail.com if you are a scientist or science adjacent person or science enthusiast who would like to be a guest player on our show. Um, other than that, thank you everyone. Have a wonderful holiday season and we will see you back here in January of 2020. Bye. Bye. Bye.